Thanks, pseudo Jeremy, for freaking turning up my volume randomly. Hey, it wasn't Jeremy. That was me. I know. Pseudo Jeremy. Well, it was oh, turned pseudo. down way long. I it was fine where it was. No, Leave it, it alone. Leave my shit alone. Whatever. That, uh, that Celtic game... Celtic, 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 Gaelic music. Celtic. Yeah. So Peter left us a nice long message. Well, what a like, sweet man. Like 15 messages on Facebook. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently it cut you off in a minute. Yes. Um, uh, about uh, how to say Celtic versus Celtic and Gaelic. And he loves our intro music, apparently, that Folk Hogan made. Because it's amazing. And he wants cake, I understand. So... Let them eat cake. Cake. I thought about just sending him like a box of cake mix with like oil <laughs> and maybe like dried eggs. <laughs> I did that. The thought really did. I will tell you mind. that. I don't think you can send oil. Yeah, let, let me be clear. Probably Shipping not. to Ireland is a giant fucking pain in the ass. Even in for stores that they have in Ireland. Yeah. So well, I'll let you tell the story because okay. you were more involved. But our daughter, Cassie, you know, we had the Irishman here for a week. And, you know, Alex the Irishman. Uh, he has, you know, Peter's friend. Um, <laughs> the one that um Fate potatoes to so Anyway, so he flew back to <laughs> Ireland. Um, he flew back to Ireland uh, maybe a month ago. No, it's been more than that. I don't think so. He was here in mid-July because he was here for your Paper. birthday. Yeah, and then he was here for like... Uh, he, he left on your birthday, the 19th of and July. And then he was in Vancouver for a couple more weeks before he flew back, right? But anyway, his birthday was in August. And Cassie, our daughter, she... This is how me I'm telling this story. Yeah, you My will. My voice is don't very worry. deep. So Cassie, our daughter, decides to do this really crazy birthday thing for him. So she buys... How well, many... It's not crazy. It was very cute. But no. it was like he was turning 23... 22 something so it was like 22 reasons i love you and it was all like really little things like a cheap pair of sunglasses a box of candy um a bottle a a small bottle of ocean spray cranberry and they all had they all had a little like a long note like a full page note that went with them as to why that was the gift and like she bought him a a Manchester United flag and she bought him a Irish flag and little things like that. But she spent a great deal of money on the cologne that he likes from Abercrombie and Fitch, right? Okay. So we get to UPS and apparently you cannot ship cologne. Nope. Nope. It Nowhere. falls in the same category as alcohol. Because it has alcohol in it. So we think, well, We'll just take it back to Abercrombie and Fitch. We'll have them ship it. Oh, no, no, no. So when she had taken the, the price tag off and it had torn the packaging and so the plastic was not on it. So we could only get a gift card. Well, the gift card is only good in the United States, Canada and Puerto Rico. So I begin making telephone calls, trying to figure out if I can get this gift card switched over for us to use because, you know, like it's, it's 90 bucks that she spent that she, like she can't get her money back for. Euros are pretty much interchangeable. Oh, you would think, (laughs) but no, Ireland has its very own gift certificate system. Like it's completely and totally independent. And so all the, all the, the stores that, that go there, they have to have their own independent gift card system. So I had to call and have the lady order it for me. And I couldn't use, I still couldn't even use the gift card from here. For those of you that don't know, Ireland's like, Seven hours behind why, us. Why didn't you just? Well, they're ahead of us. Seven hours ahead of us. 
Why didn't you just ask Peter to help you out? Well, the problem is, is it doesn't matter. I mean, the money still is is existing in this card that is not yeah, transferable. It's not like ten dollars. I mean, it's it's like you an know, eighty-five dollar bottle of cologne. And so, it, so I I got so desperate because I couldn't figure out how to do this that I actually called Abercrombie and Fitch in Ireland and spoke to the loveliest woman there who was so sweet and so kind and we got disconnected and I called back and she's oh I'm so glad that you that you called back and I, I she was saying it and she so just wanted much to more hear your fluently accent, it was it was amazing I I was having such fun just t- talking to her but she was really sweet and and told me that she'd find a, a some sort of a solution and I called back the next day and they were aware of me. <laughs> like this wasn't like the United States where people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it was, it was very, they were very kind and, and very helpful. And, and I ended up, you know, just calling and, and having it shipped directly to his house. But I mean, they were, they were trying everything that they could to help. And I, I was, I, I thought of Peter a little bit the whole time that I was doing it, but what sweet people. I just need to go to Ireland and meet these sweet, <laughs> sweet people because they have no idea. And, and I'm here. I am this crazy woman. I'm calling it about this cologne and just kind and, and generous, but shipping things to Ireland, well, not easy because then, then the rest of the package took forever to even get there. And then when UPS finally delivered it, they delivered it to the wrong house. They delivered it to like to the neighbor's house or. Well, and the thing is, is like when it goes through customs, so she's got this all wrapped, she's got everything tucked in there. And the thing is, when it goes through customs, they unwrap, they unwrap everything because they have to check it. And so she's just like heartbroken, poor Cassie, because she's got this huge extravagant thing, and then this stuff comes to him, and it's mostly unwrapped and out of order. And I <laughs> so felt bad for her. She put all this effort in and spent a lot of money because it's also not cheap to ship overseas. Oh, trust me, I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. <laughs> but the people in Ireland were far more helpful than anyone here in the states were, and just. Like I said, just kind, and and it was fun to talk to them and and listen to their accents, and it made me want to pronounce my words more carefully. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I felt like some dumb hick country person not, just talking just a, to this Abercrombie bitch lady. So it's been an interesting two weeks. So I say two weeks because I feel like last week we missed a ton. Because we recorded on Friday last week, well, the week before, because uh, I was going to be out of town. You weren't and going to be out of town. You were. I were. Out of town. I, I were out of town. <laughs> I was out of town. <laughs> uh, so I was in Atlanta for a a, a big uh, conference thing. Um, and what happened last weekend was Houston went under like six thousand feet of water. I think. Uh, you um, might be exaggerating yeah, slightly. Yeah, it's way more than that because <laughs> the amount of water they said was to fill our great cell like two times. Yeah, I mean, it's enormous. And so, like, I've talked, I was talking to, you know, clients. So I was in Atlanta and we had people from Houston. So I was at a conference that First Data did. Uh, First Data is the largest credit card uh, processor in the world by a long shot. Um, and they have a big office in Houston and they have a big, you know, a, a a group of families that lives in Houston, obviously they've been displaced by the flooding. Uh, but we were talking to different people and I just, I feel like we, we kind of missed out talking about that. I know it's not a Utah thing, um, but there's some Utah tie-ins that we'll talk about, but that happened. 
Uh, what else happened that we didn't talk about? Last week, that was yeah. it. Well, that was everything else happens today. That's true. Yeah, everything else was after that, I guess. Man, that was that was that was big news, though. Well, and another one, two, another two actually are on their way. So one yeah. to Florida, and Irma. then the other one's right behind it. Yeah. Have they named the one after Irma yet? Yes, Francis or something like that. J. J comes after I. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Is it Jancis? It would have to be a J. Mm, I'll look. Jean Claude. It has to be a girl's name. <laughs> he's he's going to fucking karate kick That's the right. shit out of you. <laughs> it's coming yeah, you. so Irma, the projected path looks like it's going to run right across the islands and right into Florida, which is really messed up. Poor Haiti. They are going to get so fucked again. Well, Puerto Rico is going to get hit first. Yeah. And, uh,. That's a big hit. Yeah, and then it'll hit into Miami, and and yeah. they're right now it's a Category Five, which is the strongest. Um, that's stronger than Katrina was, and um, they're even talking about uh, creating a Category Six because the hurricanes just keep getting stronger and stronger. So the the thing with Irma is that the path that it's taking, the reason it's not slowing down is because it's hit two more pockets of warm water, which is where mm-hmm. it gets all of its uh, energy well, that- from, and so. Uh, this could just wipe out cities completely. Yeah, well, it, it will be. Houston was devastating. This, if this maintains its strength, it will be yeah. horrifying. The the thing with the the hurricanes. So the one advantage this has got is is it will hit cold water eventually. Um, if it stays the course in the Atlantic, and it'll lose some of its speed over these islands. Um, but the thing about hurricanes that go through the Gulf is it's the, Jose tropical is it, storm. Is Jose. it really? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the thing is that the storms that go through the Gulf, the water is so warm that they always pick up a lot of strength in the Gulf of Mexico. And that's why when they do hit, it's not often they make it into the Gulf. They usually veer off into the Atlantic. But when they do go through the Gulf, that's why you see the kind of damage that we saw with Katrina, that we saw with, with um, Harvey just now. Who the fucking comes up with these names, by the way? The I don't people, mind it. The National Hurricane Center. Yeah, like but the, the, I'm wondering if with the tropical storm behind this hurricane, if it's going to just make it even worse. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I to don't be, want it to. I know a lot of no. people down in Florida, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, it, and if it, even if it veers up, I mean, you're still, because then you have like what happened with Sandy. If it veers up and goes north, I mean, you've got the North Carolina coast, you've got all of the eastern seaboard, basically, that's that's right in line to take a hit from a hurricane. So it really kind of depends on what happens as it moves over these islands, if it veers up or if it stays the course. And right now it's projected to go right across all of Florida, basically. So our wing is going to get a good washing. <laughs> America's wing. That's what I mean by our wing. A wing. Wing. Yeah, America's wing. Wing chung. America's penis. Everybody wing chung. You know it is America's penis. Like if you look at the map, it looks nothing but like a big giant wiener. Whose wiener shaped that way? That's what I want to know. America's. Yeah, America's wiener. <laughs> Trump's America's wiener. <laughs> That's Have you seen the cartoon of him and and Kim Jong Un with their, their little teeny sh- tiny penises on the table? Oh, it's I haven't. Hilarious. I'll have to try to find it. It's not very often that I laugh at political. Is it the missile one where their wieners are missiles? No. 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 It's what they just have them set up on the table like comparing like sizes. Like they're comparing sizes? Yeah. It's... Well, that's how the missile one was too. <laughs> I like the was. one where Maybe their hair is enough because I didn't want to. They're shooting each other. <laughs> have you seen that one? I didn't see that one. <laughs> 
Yeah, their hair is missiles and their hair is shooting each other. Well, um, well, this last weekend was a uh, long Labor Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So it was Labor excuse Day weekend. Excuse you. I hiccup right into the mic. I wow. Know, say excuse me. For hiccuping? Yeah, into the mic like that. I'm sorry, folks. For the thing that I could edit out if I wasn't lazy, but I'm probably not going to now because we've talked about it. Then it wouldn't make sense. It'd be yeah. weird if you edited it now. <laughs> anyway, uh, long Labor Day weekend. Um, typically on a Labor Day weekend, I like to have a barbecue. Uh, I did no such thing. <laughs> it was a long weekend. We bought a car for our daughter. Um, I cleaned out a craft room. Bree spent like 12 hours organizing your mother's craft room for I, her. I still get to the closet. Yeah. You got to talk into the mic. I know that I just it's did for you, but I'm taking off my shoes. I got to talk into the closet. <laughs> I didn't get to the closet. <laughs> um, did you guys do anything fun? Because my weekend was because not fun. we did not. I, I really don't want to talk about my weekend this time. <laughs> so I've got a, a big anniversary coming up. Yes, you do. This week. What are you doing for it? This week is the anniversary. Not doing it again. When I almost cut my finger off last year. It's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have the beast. It showed up on my. Do you still have the hedge clippers? Yeah. You still have the you gloves? You can't get rid of did them. You the gloves did you get still? new gloves? Oh, I, I did get new gloves, but I still have the, I still have the glove with the one finger dangling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least there's not a finger in and it. And it's. Yeah, so That's my magical. you know how you you have your I don't whatever it's called Google anniversaries or Google something or the other and it the Facebook anniversaries that pop up. Well, it's kind of that, but it's on your Google anyway. I don't know. Google, my Google doesn't do that. No one uses Google Plus, Jeremy. Well, mine pops up, <laughs> 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 and it says like whatever your year. Jeremy's still using MySpace. I'm MySpace. No. And it, anyway, it, it popped up this morning and showed It's kind of like a Facebook anniversary, I imagine. Yeah. My God. Just saying, it's been a year. Occasionally, I get those that pop up and I'm like, holy shit, it's been six years since that I shit happened. I know, right? So a year ago, this week, because a year ago this week, on, it was on a Thursday night, you guys were all at uh, Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. And mm. I was texting you from the ER. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Are you coming to Comic-Con this year? I don't think so. Well, I don't. Can you? Because aren't you guys going to Disneyland? Oh yeah, but that's the last week. Yeah, so it's, it's the like week a week after. after. The week. Yeah, yeah. Comic Con's the week before we go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, so that's my big anniversary coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I have pumpkins. He, does, he didn't mention the whole time. You know, when his him and his wife's anniversary or anything. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last week with the. Yeah, we did the redneck. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. I the, forgot the about sh- the comedy the show. The fucking terrible-ass idea that you guys had to go to that show. So we talked about that. Yeah, that's This true. week's all about the finger. But <laughs> all about the finger. <laughs> and I interrupted your pumpkin. Sorry. Random pumpkin story. Now I'm writing that. So my garden, uh, I will talk about this because Jeremy went out and looked at it today. I, Jeremy must love coming over here because I'm like, hey, uh, Jeremy, come look at my garden. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come look at my melons, dude? Those are like, some righteous melons, dude. Yeah. Jeremy is a boob man. I'm like, Jeremy, can you come out and tell me what the fuck this thing is that's growing <laughs> now? <laughs> so I noticed it. I noticed it earlier. Well, I guess at the like this weekend. Uh, and it looked like a pumpkin. I didn't plant pumpkins. At least I didn't think they were pumpkins. I bought, so I did the cheater method because my plants all died to frost. And so I Chia planted, method? I planted, uh, plants that I had bought from Lowe's, some starters. 
Uh, and they were all labeled one thing, and they are all producing something different. I think that they were on sale because somebody messed up all the labels, and they went, we'll just sell these to unsuspecting and victims. Just so everyone knows, butternut squash, pumpkins, uh, zucchini, cucumbers, the plants in early form look the fucking same. They're all pretty similar. Like the I mean, leaves, their leaves are, are a different, different, but if you don't know what you're looking at, yeah, they just and pretty much look the same. So I got a pumpkin. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? And Jeremy's like, I think that's the good kind of pumpkin that you can make into pie. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll make some kind of ice cream with it. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Do you think you could make a butternut squash ice cream? Yeah, or do you I think do. it would be. Does sweet butternut enough? squash have enough flavor to make an ice cream? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's loaded with flavor. It's, it's sweet. Like squash. You would like butternut. You it's keep sweet. telling me that. Well, you haven't had it yet. So. I don't believe you. I got one up on the counter. I, I was going to pick it up probably tomorrow, but now he's like, he comes in to explain to me how the the pumpkin, now that we know that's a pumpkin, looks, and he's like, it looks like a butternut squash, but only half of one. Because <laughs> it doesn't have the extra bulbous thing. <laughs> it reminds me of a little kid. It's like a butternut squash, but only half. And I think I have a second pumpkin forming down by the cucumbers, too. So I don't. Those cucumbers know. are good, even though they're pickle yeah. cucumbers. They've slowed down, and yeah, they're definitely pickles. They're yeah, awesome they're though. They're ones, so. they're tasty. I like them. So uh, yeah, there's that. Jess, I know you did something fun because you always do fun. She shit. went to Bear Lake. I did go to Bear Lake. You made Bree jealous. I just want you to know, not just you, but like the 50 other people we know that went to Bear yeah, Lake. Yeah, because like everybody that we know have been going to Bear Lake all summer, like. Multiple times, and I've still it's never. Because Jess been. throws a party every weekend, and invites. Well, no, it's it's Jess's like fault. every round of friends. It's like she friends from us. people I work with, friends of people I busy. used to work with. It's Jess. It's like everybody and their dog is going to Bear Lake except for me, and I've still never been. Like I've, it's not just this summer. I've never been there. So what did you do up at Bear Lake? Well, I didn't know you got gelato and spit on green beans, but <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> well, before that, that I actually went to McGrew Studios and started on my cosplay. So there's that. Can we get a hint? Uh, no. Um, I just shut that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And then I went up to Bear Lake. Did we you always see do the Rafen? same things. Was Ra- Rafen there? He Rafen there. there. That's no. Right. Just Jen and I. Did you get your, your thingy stuck this time? The or razor? The razor. No, we don't ever get stuck. Oh, Everybody else gets was. stuck. <laughs> no, I'm um, actually last weekend, um, my... My best friend's little nephew got run over by one of them, and uh, he's like a year and a half old. And you all right? Uh, he's broken, but he'll be fine. So he's a what did he he's break? A tough little kid. Uh, his femur. Oh. And he had a concussion, so he has a like a full body no, cast. In, and um, no, he was really. They watched no his internals. kidneys for a couple of days, but um, they said most kids they see coming with injuries like that don't make it through. So. Um, it just wasn't his time. And so uh, we went for a walk. I carried him like halfway down the mountain in <laughs> this little cast that weighs like two times more than he does. Um, we all just go on the razors. We spent a whole day on the lake. So I rode a boat by myself. Row, row, row your and boat? Oh, I, ro- I thought you rode a boat, not rode. I like, rode. Not R-O-A-D. Like with yeah. oars. Mike, how do you ride a boat? And then I you, you did just, ride like, it. Get on top I of it. I rode in it. Um, and I rode a wave runner by myself for only the second time ever. Those are fun, aren't they? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, Did you flip it? No. I try my hardest not to because it's too hard for me to get back <laughs> Um And then we we always go for a night ride. Uh, and night our, rides are, our, our rides are always like 
her, when her brother was like, um, so blah, 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 a couple hours. And I was like, have you ridden with us before? <laughs> like, we're, I think the shortest ride we've ever done is like four hours. <laughs> so I went spelunking, which is a big deal for me because spelunking terrifies me. It's fucking and scary. We, we went into an ice cave. So you go in and, um, there's like a walkway and there's still snow in there, but there's one more where you go in this little, uh, crevice, I guess. And you have to kind of duck down pretty far and then it goes down further and it's all ice in there. Do you have to crawl on your belly to get into the, no, oven? cause it's super rocky, but you're definitely like clear down to the ground. Um, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. That's rough for me. <laughs> it was, I don't like, I've only ever done one, one spelunking trip like and that was, I went to nutty, spaces. I went to nutty putty caves and that was, that was enough for me. So, which is weird because spelunking is going in underground caves, but technically yeah, all caves are underground. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I did forget we did do one really exciting thing. It wasn't on the weekend, uh, but I just got to tell everyone Bree is like a fucking boss when it comes to things. <laughs> so we went to the Utah Olympic park on Thursday with her work. Um, we did everything, tubing, zip lines. Out of everything. We did the bobsled, which is... The most intense thing you've ever done, huh? It's fucking insane. I still have a bruise on my arm. Yeah, it's really it's, intense. It's really... Like, you don't... Like, it's a minute. It doesn't... It feels It feels longer. Um, it's like a minute to get down the track, and it is... It's intense. Like, you get to, like, turn five, turn six, somewhere in there. And you're like, I can't keep my head And then all longer. of a sudden, the G-force is, like, really hit you, and, like, right in the stomach, and you're like, oh, fuck, that is... <laughs> crazy <laughs> but i say breeze a boss because so this is towards the end we'd already been there for like three and a half hours almost four hours at this point and uh we're we're done with the bobsled like we've done all the other stuff we've, we've done the, hiking the hills everywhere. and we've done the zip lines and so she gets down and she's like i want to do the drop tower and at this point i'm just exhausted i'm like no i'm fat i don't want to do anything else <laughs> but you go for it and so i was hanging out with like the boss of the company so not not the president but the next guy down so she and goes his and, wife she goes and does a zip line and a, and a drop tower with the, him and his wife and when she gets down like everyone else has been doing this ropes course behind us. So they have two different ropes courses. The summit and the, I can't remember the other and one. And she's like, I want to go try that. I'm like, go for it. It's all you. And, and the, there was a lady there. She's like, you got to go do it, girl, when you got the chance. And so I ran up the hill all by myself and I went up to the top one. So she did the most difficult ropes course they have. She doesn't even know what a ropes course is. <laughs> Like, that's how, so she's like, oh, I'm going to do the top one. I'm going to do the hard one first. And so she jumps it up. Because I didn't have much time. Dinner was at 5.30, people. And she screams through this ropes course. And like. not He doesn't mean I actually scream. No, but she just like flew through it. And like the other dudes that she's working with, like they're, they're coming down off the ropes course and doing the drop tower. I'm like, look how fast she's going. I'm like, you guys took like an hour to do this. She's cranking through it in like 20 minutes. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> my boss afterwards he's like yeah we were trying to be like well, well chris there were more people there and he was like nope nope she's cranking through it we're like fine it's not about fine more she's doing you it you can see obstacle time like she's just smoking you dudes like <laughs> i had so much was i mean i was work party? So is that what it was just yeah a, so normally we we go to like the bees game something which is stupid. boring and then a couple of years ago, uh, well, what, no, maybe it was last year when we were taking Cassie down to school. We went to, um, my, one of my coworkers owns Four Lakes Golf Course off of Redwood Road and 45th. Mm-hmm. And, uh, their house backs up onto it. And so 
sometimes for summer parties, we go to her house and we have, uh, it's catered and then we do stuff on the golf course, I guess, but we couldn't go because we were taking Cassie down last year. And so I've never been to that, but I've been to the bees game twice and I don't like baseball and it's boring and I hate it. <laughs> well, and we always leave, like we'll watch like two innings. And then- well, the first year that I went, uh, was my very first year at the, at the job. Well, and and so we, been there for a few we weeks. stayed and, but we were like separated from everybody because I'd no, I had only been there a day. Oh yeah. I was hired the 22nd of July and then the party was the 23rd and we got half a day off and then the 24th we had off. So I, I mean, I literally had been there a day and they didn't have time to get any, like they got tickets for, for me and Chris and the girls, but we didn't get to sit with anybody. And so we just basically sat there and watched this boring ass game. There were fireworks because it was the 24th and so it was cool, but the game itself was boring. And then the next year that we went, we just left early, but this was so awesome. And so we, we ended up getting there a little bit early and Kendall and his wife, Kaylin were there because <clears throat> they thought it was at one and she's, I guess like a take, take charge kind of person. And she's been doing some part-time work in our office. And so she's also an employee. And so she's just like, let's just start doing stuff. And so we, we head over and we get on the small zip line and we go down the small zip line and then we're like, okay, on to the next thing. And so we go to the, we went to the little hill next, didn't we? Uh-huh. I can't remember. Anyway, by the time we saw anybody, we had already done both zip lines and both hills on the <laughs> tubes before anybody else from our work had even shown up. And so we were kind of done. And so they, people were finishing up on, a couple of the hills. So we went over to do the bobsled and I saw the president of the company and I was so hyped. Like I'd run up the hill, like everybody else was tired and I was just like going and I just ran up to him and gave him this big hug. And I was like, I am having so much fun. And he was buying everybody bobsled passes because he'd bought 14 and there were more people that kept showing up that wanted to go on it. And so he and his wife kept going in and buying like more and more and more and more and more. And we headed up for it. And it was awesome and we had a great time. And then when we went for the dinner, I was coming down the stairs. I can't, I was talking to, uh, Kim, one of the producers I work with, because <clears throat> I'd gone upstairs to get a better drink than what they were offering downstairs. And, uh, I was telling him everything that I had done at the, the, the park. And my, I didn't realize it, but my boss was at the bottom of the stairs. And he's like, is there anything you didn't do? And I'm like, I didn't get to do the lower ropes course and he just started laughing. <laughs> and so afterwards when we left, I gave him another big hug, but I talked to my boss, Kenneth, and I'm like, I said, I hope I didn't make him feel uncomfortable that I hugged him so much, but no. I had Clinton such a good time. Like, no, he needs to see that this was so much fun. He was he like, really yeah, he was like, he, he was like, it was a good thing that you did. And I, I mean, it was just, it wasn't contrived or anything. It was just, I just had such a blast. Like even just talking about it again, I'm getting so excited because it was just fun. Like I just went from thing to thing. I did what I wanted to do. My, the, my boss was like, yeah, let's go do that. Yep. Let's go do yeah, that. You want to do that? You want to yeah, do Yep. Okay. Let's go. It's fairly inexpensive for <clears throat> most of the park. I, I don't remember what the cost was, but it's, it's a lot of stuff to do. It's a great outdoor thing. And it's a great use of the, the former Olympic park. Uh, of that yeah, space. I think ours is one of the very few spaces that still it is. Continually, continually used. Yeah, and they, they like use it classic. in the winter too. For uh, I think they do the the tubes still in the winter, don't they? In the snow. 
and our our bus driver was telling us that we're I think one of only two that still use the bobsled. The bobsled course, and it's just one of the, it's the second fastest in North America, and it's cool to be able to use that in the summertime. I thought he said the world. They do the bobsleds in the wintertime too. On yeah, ice. they do. I know, and it's like four times as much. Yeah, it's like seventy-five bucks in the summer and two hundred in the winter. Like it's also a shitload more dangerous. In the winter. <laughs> I do it. I want to do the skeleton up there. Did you push the bobsled at all when you went up there, Jess? No, I was in the middle. You're fucking. We crazy. well, so we don't jump in. Do you want to do skeleton? We don't. We didn't like push and then jump in, but they had us pushing other bobsleds. So Chris was helping, and at one point we were towards the end of our group of people, and I had to go out there and push. And it was like the long. It was like the longest push. I was the like, "I'm slowest, sorry, guys, slowest. I suck." That's what she means by longest, slowest. Yeah, slowest. <laughs> Did you do the cool runnings? No, <laughs> it's not the same. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's. That thing is hard to push. It's just really cool that we have a space like that, that is here awesome. that that they found a good use for. There's a lot of hiking trails. Like I would love to go up there and just take some of those those long hikes they have up that mountainside. Well, and it's you can go pay for the um, in the summertime the lifts. It's mm-hmm. like twenty five bucks, but you can go on multiple ones all through the day. It's awesome, and it takes a good thirty minutes to get to the top of one. So yeah, and it's then, super awesome. Then you can take cool trails, and the trails are free too. So if you you just want to go up there and check it out. You want to walk on the trails. You don't have to pay anything to do that. You can just go up there and walk the trails. You just can't get on the the zip lines and the the, the lifts and stuff like that without a pass. But it's it's a beautiful part of the state too. So mm-hmm. it's really cool that, that we have that. And and you, if you want, and it's not very far away. No, it's like twenty minutes from downtown Salt Lake. So all right, let's do some events, shall we? Have we introduced ourselves? Oh yeah, We're the, this is the new Utah podcast. <laughs> I think people know though if they're listening to yeah. us that that that's what they're listening to. It is episode sixty-seven, um, and uh, let's just get to events because we're like thirty minutes in. We probably should start talking about events. Don't worry, I don't have very many. I crossed them off from last week to stick with the cool stuff like the state fair. Yeah, this week. I'm so excited for the state fair. So if you are you actually going, I want to. I I I try to go to the state fair every okay. year. The county fairs I don't always make it. So to. if you get a chance to go on Monday the 11th, um, they do an ice cream social every year, and it's like three bucks. But you get to eat all the different types of ice cream for three bucks that is made here in Utah. What time does it start? Ice three. cream social. Three. Three o'clock. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let's go, Chris. Let's leave work and go. Um, also, he's totally putting it in his calendar, folks. <laughs> um, so, I'm sure we're going to talk about it in news. But on the ninth, Brewies is going to be showing Deadpool again, and this <laughs> is a big deal because before uh, they were in big trouble for showing uh, Deadpool because well, yeah, there's nudity and they serve alcohol. And so, uh, the case did that. Did they win or did it get thrown out? They won. So they actually won. So yeah. So this is so Brewies, and we'll just talk about it now because there's no sense in waiting. Um, Brewies Cinema Pub. So it's one of the there's there's some of these in I don't know if they're in every state, but uh, Brewies Cinema Pub is a uh, local movie theater. It's kind of an old crappy theater um, with digital projectors and everything, but they serve alcohol. They have a full bar. Um, and the seats all have uh, platforms in front of them where you can eat and drink while you're watching a movie. So it's a lot of fun to go They're watch movies. Tables. There. They're not tables though. It's just a counter. On well, the okay, back of but the... it's not a platform. <laughs> it's 
It's like a counter. You can have a beer and nachos. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's a fun place to go watch a movie that's out. They show relatively new movies. Uh, you know, obviously, they're not getting opening weekend scores, uh, opening weekend movies, but they show a lot of movies, uh, and they don't show shitty stuff either. They show stuff like Deadpool. Well, they got in trouble. I think we talked about it last year. I'm sure we did. Um, they got in trouble because in Utah, serving alcohol and selling sexually or showing sexually explicit stuff selling is selling too, yeah, you know, is illegal. <laughs> uh, which is why in in the state of Utah, if you go to a strip joint that serves alcohol, they have pasties. They do not get fully nude. They always have pasties and thongs. Um, and that's because it's against the law to serve alcohol and show sexually explicit stuff. However, yeah, because you know, covering the nipple means it's not there. I mean, well, yeah, but it's basically a lot of, to prevent what people, what our stupid legislature perceives as if you get drunk, you're going to attack a woman if you see her titties, um, type of atmosphere. And they don't want pornos being shown, a, you know, a, a bar showing porno. Like, that's just not, first off, I don't know a bar that's that? going to do that. Like that's a that's a really weird CD joint that probably isn't really going to get licensed properly that does some shit like that. Um, but Ruby's, uh showed Deadpool, and in Deadpool there is about five minutes worth of the movie where I wouldn't even say it's five it's minutes. It's not even five. It's like minutes. two minutes of it's montage. The length of of Calendar Girl. Yeah, that's it's it. it's a montage to Calendar Girl where they're having sex on different holidays. Um, including like Thanksgiving where they're, they've got mashed potatoes in their mouth <laughs> and <laughs> Valentine's Day. And there's one spot. I, I, I really think it was the pegging, the pegging. That, that did it, but it's less than two minutes long. It's not gratuitous. It's not obscene, but it's, it was against Utah law. And yeah. now they've said, uh, Bruvies, so you this win. Is, this is actually the second time though that they'd come to Bruvies and find them for showing a film that had sexually explicit images or whatever with alcohol. Well, this was going to be a $25,000 fine and possibly a loss of their liquor license, which would end the business. No one's going to go to that theater if there's not... <laughs> go I mean, that and just watch a normal movie. I mean, that's the whole part. With of, just nachos. Yeah, I mean, but that's the whole business model, right? So, Bruvies went, uh, no, so Rocky Anderson actually took the case and said... Former mayor. We're going to, we're going to go after the state of Utah. We're going to sue them. Not only are we going to fight this, and the DABC later rescinded the, the fine and the suspension of the license, um, but he said, no, that's not enough. We're going to sue the state of Utah because this is an unconstitutional law, and it was, in fact, found to be unconstitutional. So now they're showing Deadpool on and, the night. And they're actually doing I feel like a bunch might of movies to, like that, right? They are, but this... This is the big deal one. Yeah. But I feel like they're going to have way more people. Yeah. They can they're they're going to have to do a few screenings. <laughs> um, I so like what the judge said. Did you did you see that part about what the judge said? Yeah. So the, the judge says that the, the law landing Bruvies in trouble is overboard. It says Bruvies is not an adult-oriented business. Yeah. But an adult sex oriented business basically and and it's an unconstitutional law it's an infringement on first amendment rights to to limit what they can show on the screen it's not a pornographic movie it was not deemed in the ratings to be pornographic um, it was deemed to be rated r but that's not a big deal so what else what other events? win for utah the greek festival it's the same weekend as the fair is this weekend well the fair goes two weeks yeah, but if you go to the end of the last weekend, you're kind of stupid. 
Well, that's because all the livestock is sold. You gotta it's go at the gone. beginning. And butter Jesus is melting. Yeah, all the fucking <laughs> butter all, Jesus. All the vegetables are rotting. The, yes, that's true. The, the cakes are tipping over, even though people think that's what they're supposed to look like, and they're not. not yeah. You go in and like the the, Lego, dis, the Lego display. Blue the ribbon area cake, by the way. Smashed. It was tipping over. Yep. That building is so flipping hot. You go, you go into that far building where they have all the as seen on TV shit, and the guys trying to hawk their wares. They don't have um, any I bought some left. of the best towels in there like ten years ago. I, I don't, still but I'm use just saying them. they don't have any of their wares left to hawk. Like, no, they're trying that's true. To, so go at the beginning. They're trying to show you the Ginsu knife, and all they got's the stupid pairing. Go on Monday. Free giveaway. It's <laughs> go on Monday for the ice cream social, so you can have like Aggies and BYU ice cream, and nobody wants to eat BYU um, ice cream. Fat Boys and Fars and what Metal Gold and all the Utah ice cream. Love the Beast. I don't think they have a booth, but they I'm don't not make sure. their own ice cream, do they? They do actually. What would you? Colts know? don't make their own. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> also, this weekend is the Holy War. We talked about this. It's it not the, the Holy, Holy War. War. I don't know. Um, BYU sucks dick. They got their asses handed to they them. They did by LSU. LSU. And and I I don't say like. No, it was like they got shut 37 out. to 0. They couldn't make it past the 50-yard <laughs> line. Like, they suck. They are terrible. And I only know that because the people I was at Bear Lake with were following it. Oh, speaking of Bear Lake, you guys, you know there was a big earthquake up there? Uh, not I just heard, in Bear but Lake. did you feel it? No. So we were actually sitting outside. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about it really quick. We were sitting outside on the patio at my favorite restaurant, and it was like... I don't know, 10 minutes after it happened, 20 minutes after it happened, and I saw it on my Twitter, and I was like, that's weird. Like, what were we doing that we didn't notice a 5.3? Were you, were you riding around? Of, in no, the, we were... Were you listening to She me? just said she was sitting <laughs> in a restaurant. <laughs> we were sitting on a patio at this country so, club. Uh, having Five nachos point. and beer? No, I was having a filet, <laughs> Kona filet, which is my favorite. Not, not everyone's going to fill a 5.3 earthquake. Yeah, but how did people in Salt Lake fill it? And I didn't fill it 47 miles away. I don't, away. Didn't I don't think they So here's felt the thing it. I'm going to tell you. Soda Springs, Idaho, uh, last Saturday at 5.55 had a 5.3 earthquake. Since then, as of this morning when I counted, there have been a 92 earthquakes in Soda Springs. 101. As of this printing, 101 earthquakes in that um, area. I, this is actually wrong because I counted 92. I physically counted it on yeah. the USGS this morning. That was 15 hours ago. Well, whatever. I'm Doesn't just letting you know. So anyway, so it's, it's grown though. It it's has called grown. a swarm. Um, I, I I personally think it was triggered by the ones that are have been happening in Yellowstone over the last week. The ones that are going to kill us, basically. Um, you th- let me ask you guys. Maybe you, we should have a like a preparedness episode. Do, do you guys? Do you guys <laughs> think? Do you guys think that um, the government would actually tell us if Yellowstone was getting close to blow to blowing? <laughs> no. Have you seen social media. Do you think USGS would say anything? Yes. Because like climate change, uh, like climate change is a thing. We're fucked, right? If you talk to any scientist, any politician that actually knows what they're talking about. Um, it doesn't matter what we do now. We are fucked. We have we have surpassed the marks that mean we're fucked in in the coming years. Now we certainly shouldn't stop trying to reduce our emissions and and try and combat global warming. But we're fucked. 
Yeah, but Yellowstone is way more than global warming. I mean, that's yeah, deep. Yellowstone's <laughs> an, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But they won't say that. Most of them won't say that on the air, uh, on recording, because of the the kind of hysteria that it might produce. Well, Yellowstone's worse. It's so, an extinction event. Let me just give you a really good example. So at five fifteen this morning, which is fifteen minutes before my alarm goes off, I hear my cute little fire alarm chirp. I was like, oh, "Really? What the hell? I hate it when the battery dies." And it and I'm like my TV's not on because usually I have the news automatically comes on at like 4:30 in the morning. Ugh, power was out. The power in 10 years at my house has only gone out for like a couple minutes at a time. Apparently, at the big um, plant that's by Camp Williams, there were a couple of. Uh, this would be my guess because people said they saw huge lights over there. Uh, transmitters. Um, exploded as they do um but nobody really knows the cause yet the power was out for like four and a half hours so like i got ready in the dark well at some candles but um <laughs> drove to work in the dark like everything was fine but i'm watching the comments on the people on the facebook page for our citizens oh god like it is like, I don't, I am just really grateful I have common sense. That is all that I want to say. <laughs> like, how many posts do you need to say that the power is out? Like, every single person posted, I was like, this is unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's already one post that says the power is out to 18,000 people. Like, Assume it doesn't change where you're on. at. Yeah. Like, we're all in the same area. Assume that you're and all I could think was, if we have like a huge, first of all, there's only two roads that go in and out of my house. But, you know, like, I do not want to be involved with my community when something happens. Well, so that, I mean, this, this raises concerns for a swarm like this because it's a, we are a relatively inactive area in terms of earthquakes. Well, there's been a lot in Nevada over the last two days too. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's like these fault lines are starting to act up a little bit. And, and this story actually talks about it. Um, they talk about the difference between a 5.3 and a 7 because there's a possibility they're going to have a bigger one come. They don't think it's likely, but a 7.0 magnitude earthquake is like... But San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is a 6.7, I think, or a 7.2. When? The 89 one? The 92 one. Uh, the 89 one was bigger than that, wasn't it? It was like an 8.1. But 5.3 is significant for this area. It's significant. It'll shake. Um, where is the thing that says, uh, I'm just trying to see. So it would, I mean, basically it would cause a whole bunch of structures to collapse. It's something like a hundred times stronger. Still, the most alarming scenario is the earthquake swarm swarm will end with a very destructive 7.0 magnitude earthquake capable of destroying buildings and killing people. Yeah, there's a there's a thing that actually a, said the, the so eighty nine in San Francisco was a was a six point nine six point nine okay and that's the one that I I just remember that one because I was watching the World Series because I actually gave a shit about baseball when I was a kid and the ninety two is a seven point three yeah I mean those are big earthquakes and they t- think of all the damage they did in an area where they actually had even then some earthquake code uh, and. I'm telling you this, a lot of those places up in Idaho, like houses and stuff, they're not earthquake ready. You know, your structures, like even these houses, they're not incredibly earthquake, pro- you know, prepared. So, Should I finish events? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was part of it. I'll be really, really quick. Um, a healing field start this weekend uh, in Sandy for 9-11. Uh, make sure to get down there if you can. Second to last urban flea markets on the 10th. 
Um, then next weekend, the 13th through the 19th, um, there are only three spots as of this afternoon for this left. So if you want to go, you should probably call, uh, first thing, like as soon as you hear this, but, um, Melinda at time and place, they're doing an offsite event at Cucina. So oh, it's nice. 55 bucks. You get wine, food, and then you have a workshop for air plants, which mine's not growing. So mine's, I think mine's dying. Um, so that's the 16th. Um, again, there were only three spots as of this afternoon. Also, the 16th to the 17th, the Urban Arts Festival at the Galvin Center. And that's a free, that's like, I think the only free arts event that's in Salt Lake in Utah, actually. Um, cool, sc- school, cool spray paint artists and shit. Yeah. All ki- well, yeah, all kinds of artists. And then on the, <laughs> this is for you, Chris, on the 16th, you can pay $125 and go to Crohn's Hollow and they are having a blacksmith workshop and you get to make a dagger. Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's way cool. So they teach you heating, um, the drawing, the forming, the quenching of the iron. For 125 bucks, that's pretty freaking cool. It's a four hour, four hour class. So, and you get to make a dagger. Pretty neat. So, what day is this? I added it onto my calendar. The 16th. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 16th. So, yeah, I thought I thought you would, uh, since you like that show on TV, and you talk about it all the time. So fucking cool. That show's awesome. Um, it will kill. <laughs> it will kill. Yeah. He says kill. That's better. He does the kill. It will, it will cut. Keel. It will kill. It will kill. Like even kill. <laughs> I like love that show. Peel? It's so good because it's like. I mean, you think about that stuff because I'm a I'm like a Dungeons and Dragons geek, so that kind of stuff is really interesting to me. That that there are still people out there that are hand forging things. The guy that did it in the plastic bucket thing though was still. I have a hand forged piece from the New York Renaissance Festival. That's an old awesome. blacksmith that was there. He's since passed, but it's it, I I still have it to this day. I've probably had it for like the, 14 years. Those are the kind of people that are going to make it when the apocalypse comes. <laughs> He's gone. So I no. just want to die. People like me that that know software and business, fuck, that is a useless fucking skill. Limps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you my skill set there in that regard is fucking useless. <laughs> so, Jeremy would be fine. He could build stuff. He, he can build stuff. Be all right. If you build it, they will come. I don't want them to come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk a l- about a little bit of news. We we have uh, a long interview with Trent Hunsaker uh, from Death Ray Media and the same uh, other podcast, the, the Smodcast. Smodcast. That's right, Smodcast. Um, What's a Smod? Smodcast Network. That's Kevin. It's just it's Kevin, just Kevin Smith. Smith's everything that he does is named Smod something. Yeah, but what's it from? I don't know. We forgot to ask. You got a Google box in your hand over there. Use it. <laughs> That's what phones are called, by the way. Google, Google boxes. Box. So I've been watching Hawaii Five O, and it's during oh, the Jesus. time when they were trying to make Bing popular. So they kept they, they <laughs> during the time like fuck everything they do. They still try to make Bing popular. <laughs> Bing's not gonna happen. I binged it. <laughs> no one says binged it. They say Google it. Well, let me open up Yahoo and I'll Google it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about a little bit of news um, because we do have this this interview, um, but I don't think we can go this week without talking about the shit that happened at the University of Utah. So 
if you've been living in a box and haven't listened to any fucking news anywhere in the U.S., you probably don't know about it. But because this went viral, oh, it as went soon way as viral. Happened. Yeah, it went up to. I mean, it was on all the major networks uh, across the country in a lot of papers. So what happened was at the University of Utah Medical Center at the hospital, there was a patient there who was unconscious. He was a police officer. Yeah, well, this, that doesn't really even matter at the point because I don't even know that she knew that. But there was a nurse there, and uh, some detectives came in, uh, uniformed detectives came in and said, hey, we need you to draw his blood. And she told them no. She talked to six different supervisors at the time um, and printed out the hospital's policy. But basically, the police don't have a right to just draw blood from anyone. If they don't have consent, if they can't get consent of the patient, if they don't have a warrant, if the patient's not under arrest, they can't draw blood. They just, they can't request that. They can't get it. It's not within their rights and it's against HIPAA. It's against patient privacy policies. And the hospital, the nurse said no multiple times. And then they, I think rather violently drug her outside and detained her. By the way, that's the dumbest fucking thing ever. When a cop puts you in handcuffs and detains you, they end up not charging her. But they were going, they put her in the back of a cop car, in the back of a patrol car, um, and they were, they were going to arrest her. And the stupid thing, and I heard this, and I don't know if you were going to mention it or not, but, and I didn't think about this until somebody else had pointed it out, but she's taking, she's the charge nurse. She's taking care of everybody in that hospital. They detain her. Like, yeah. It, it disturbs the care of everyone and they did there. It, and they did it in an area with patients actively being used with patients like it was one of the wings it's just not okay it's not acceptable so those two officers have been placed on administrative leave as is normally the policy um the sheriff uh or the head of the police chief really the head of unified and um the mayor of salt lake uh, jackie biskupski that same day apologized profusely for what happened because it's unacceptable. It's against department policy. Those guys shouldn't have done that. They've changed stuff internally. Um, but as of as of right before uh, we recorded, um, he has been fired from his. Yeah, he was. He was. Did he actually get fired? Because I know he was removed yeah. from his. No, post, he got because he was. He worked with a I don't know an EMT group or something like that, and he has been he has been let go of that. So did they ever say why? Why what? They wanted the blood drawn. Yeah, it was part of a, he was part of a fatal accident. Yeah, it was, it was a, an investigation in the accident, but it doesn't matter why. But he wasn't the cause of it, and they knew he wasn't the cause of it at the time. Yeah, it doesn't really matter why. And he was, so the reason he got fired from that EMT position is he actually said, and he can be heard on the multiple recordings there are of this incident, because everyone brushed, that's the thing, guys. Everyone's got a cell phone, and every cell phone is like a personal video camera in your freaking pocket. So there were tons of recordings of this thing, and he actually says on in the in the process, well, I'm just going to bring all of my shitty homeless patients up here and take all the good patients to their hospitals. That's a douchey comment. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Gordon Crabtree, who I actually know personally, who's... Uh, he's a nice guy, and, and, and he was the... He uh, moved up into this position slowly, so he's he's actually been around the hospital for for quite some time before he became um, the CEO. Up he's there. a CEO of University Health for of the hospital, right? Before he became the CEO, he he's 
worked his way up. He was like the CFO and stuff for a while. So he's been quite involved in the hospital for a long, long time and, and lots of different parts of the hospital. And they are no longer um, allowing their nurses to deal directly with law enforcement. Yep. Law enforcement now has to go through administration, which is the way it should have always been. Um, but I, I think they just, you know, they, they were trying to have a working relationship. But at the end of the day, he doesn't want this to happen. The nurse did exactly what she was supposed to do. Um, she's applauded by everyone because she's protecting her patient. Um, and really, it should have to go through administration. So they won't ever do it in a patient care area again. And it always has to go through administration. So that policy was changed at the U. So I hope anyway. that it gets changed everywhere in all of our hospitals. It needs to be because yeah. the nurses aren't there to, to, to serve law enforcement. They're there to take care of their patients. And when they're advocating on behalf of their patient and they get drug away by a police officer, that undermines everything that they're trying to do. Because if you've got sick patients there and they don't know what's going on and then they see their nurse get drug away by the police and then she comes in to take care of them and you don't know what's happening. That's disconcerting. It's, it's upsetting to to patients who are there for care. They're, they're there in the emergency room because they're not well and all of this is happening. It's, it's disturbing. Okay, so we're going to talk about some other cool shit going on with the University of Utah. So two things that actually have to do with cancer, uh, actually. So the first one is the, the use developing uh, a new rapid, cheap liver cancer test. So basically, liver cancer is really hard to diagnose. And basically, it's usually found when they cut you open and then they see cancer on your liver. Like that's typically how they find it now. And by that point, a lot of times it's, it's pretty aggressive. It's, it's starting to spread. Um, but this test will now allow them to do a little bit earlier detection of, of liver cancer without having to cut patients open. Um, so that's a, it's very compact. I mean, they're showing it in their hands and it's as small as a thumb drive is. Um, so it's a really cool way for them to start testing for liver cancer early. So that's something cool coming out of the university research. The other thing going on, and so this was, unless you guys have something you want to talk about with that, with the liver test thing. The uh, the other thing going on, so this is actually, it's kind of cool. I want to talk about this. So Neaters, Neaters is a, a Utah business that started in Utah. I think they're in seven states now. Um, it's a, a bakery and sandwich shop, and I, I like their food. They make good soup. They make good bread. Um, they're good, but they do a, they're doing a, a, a drive where they're selling elephant shaped cookies, uh, to help fund cancer research up at the university. Now there's a reason they're elephant shaped. So at the U, I don't, did we talk about the elephants before at the U, what the study's going on? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, I thought we mentioned how they, they found a, a enzyme or something in elephants that cause that they don't get cancer. So it's actually, so yeah, elephants, what they, what they found in a study is, Elephants almost never get cancer. Like, it's super, super, super rare for an elephant to get cancer. So they started looking into that, and they have what, what they're calling the P53 gene. So humans have two copies of this gene in each cell. Elephants have 40. And they think that's why elephants don't really get cancer. And so what they're actually researching is ways to extract that gene from elephants and put it into a form that can be basically given to humans so that we can fight cancer with it. And the early studies are, are pretty impressive with it. It's some really, really cool stuff. Like this study has been featured in um, a couple different journals now. I, I think it was in Discovery Magazine. Like it, it's gotten a lot of, of movement. It's a really freaking cool breakthrough that, that the Cancer Institute up in up at the University of Utah has been able to uh, 
to come out with. It's it's one of the biggest breakthroughs in, in fighting cancer that we've seen in a really long time. So and it's just really cool that Neaters is doing this this huge drive. They're hoping to raise over three hundred thousand um, dollars for for research uh, up there. So that's their goal. That it? No one, no one said anything. Fucking, made me tear up. Just re- really. Yeah. It's really cool. It's I mean, really it's cool. it's amazing. Um, and plus, elephants are cool. <laughs> no, I mean they are. They're cool animals, and like, did you see the baby elephant chasing the geese video? It's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> see, elephants are cool, and to know that they're, I feel like if elephants realized that they were helping us, they would be like all happy about it. Like they would, <laughs> they wouldn't be like they wouldn't be like jerk monkeys and throw their shit at us. They would be like all happy. Wow. Well, we have pretty much fucked monkeys over for most of their life. Planet of the Apes is going to happen, bitches. <laughs> it will happen at some point. All right, with us today we have uh, Trent Hunsaker. Um, Trent does a lot of things. He's a podcaster. He's been a panelist at Comic-Con. Uh, he's a program director for Death Ray Media. Um, are you owner of Death Ray Comics, or are you just involved with them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I uh, I quit my job at a university in 2013 because I was trying to run a comic book store and uh, do um, public relations and marketing for Utah State University. So I, I quit USU to go full into the comic book side of things, uh, doing a brick and mortar. And I closed sh- the doors on that one in, I think it was uh, December 2015. But now it's a podcast, so what do you know? <laughs> hey, well, you do what you got to do when you move around. So, totally, um, brick and mortars are really tough to keep going. Oh, People don't understand that. You gotta, yeah. you gotta sell a hell of a lot of comic books to pay the bills. Oh my gosh, the yeah, be, because the, there is, if you look at like clothing retail, there's at least usually about a hundred percent markup, which is you know gives you room to play with your prices. Um, for a small comic book shop, the the only markup you get is thirty five percent from the wholesale. Yeah. Well, and the thing is with comic books, anybody who's a collector knows exactly what they cost. So it's not like you can charge more and they're not going to know. No. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Ab- well, and on top of it, new product it is stamped with the price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they. And, you know, the only really successful comic book stores that have been around a long time and continue to be around, the Dr. Volts of the world, they're right. not just comic stores. Like, they sell way more retail stuff than comics. Yep. I mean, comics are there, but I guarantee that that's not what's actually making them money. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, you look at places, um, Yeah, I mean, even even mile-high comics, you have to get to that that kind of inventory to and in quantity to actually make money. Um, because otherwise, it's it's not doable. Well, even like, like Casters, who hosts all the magic competitions, and they get sponsorships from magic. Right. It's yeah. It's not well, just it's, the comic books. That's it's, why you yeah. see places like the Nerd Store. Like they have a lot of comics, but it's all you know, card games and yep, and bringing people in that way. And, and merch. Yeah, and merchandise. And Haster, one of their big successful pieces is how much they sell in terms of food. Oh like, yeah, it's that's a good point. Ridiculous how much they sell in terms of candy and and soda yeah. and energy drinks and crap. Yeah, and and that you those can kids up. need to stay awake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or they've been asleep until two and came into the store and they're not going to go to sleep anyway, but they need their Red Bull and Monster. Yeah, 
Totally. Red Bull and Jack. <laughs> I don't think they have liquor licenses. Not, not yet. Utah's changing, but not that fast. I mean, I usually have Jack with me when well, I go Well, now we can watch like Deadpool that. and have a drink at the oh, same yeah, time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? Oh, my God. Such a big win. Well, I think it was a win that everyone expected to happen, except maybe the idiots up on Capitol Hill. Well, yeah, because now they're still thinking about uh, fighting it. Are they really? Yeah. Ugh. Dumbasses. <laughs> Only like it is. It is such a microcosm. It is so funny to see a red state like Utah, who proclaims, um, you know, to 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 support small government, <laughs> and take such a hard hard uh, point of view on on something like like state liquor laws, which is the antithesis of of small government. But don't mess with our gun laws. No, gosh, no. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> Not gun shows, damn it. So we can shoot some Yeah, can we talk about gun shows people? for a second? Gun shows. Get an average of like two people shot per gun show in the state of Utah <laughs> every other Is that true? Month. No. No. I, but I, oh. Those are new Utah facts, by the way. I, I do feel like we probably have at least one accidental gun discharge at every gun show we have in this state. And oh, we have how a could lot there not shows. be, though? Like the last one, this freaking dealer cuts the, the zip tie off of the trigger. Because the guy wanted to try it out. And there's magically a bullet in the chamber for some freaking reason. And he fires it in the trade like, show. How is there a bullet in the chamber at a gun in the trade show? To, I mean, to I mean, it, it, it shouldn't surprise anyone. That would be like going to like a, a knife convention and, and no one like cut their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, obviously. <laughs> it's a bad idea. <laughs> all the all the knives have like styrofoam around them, so you can't look at the blades. Right. You just gotta you gotta trust me. It's straight, man. It's look with your eyes, not with your hands. <laughs> trust me, it's a Gurkha. Trust me. <laughs> oh, this makes me think of South Park in the uh, Fun with Weapons episode. One of the best oh, I've ever yes. made. Yes. <laughs> kids go because it's everyone's done it when you go to the little like the carnival totally. or the state yep. fair. Speaking of state fair, that's coming up. Uh, you. You go to the guy that's selling all the uh, exotic weapons. Totally. It's and weirdly it's, it's it's the same guy that's selling the fake cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> totally Do you know what I mean? Where it's like kids. it's like chalk that a kid can puff on. Oh yeah. Yeah, the I candy cigarettes that. that haven't been manufactured for like twenty years, but he right. still has a supply. Yeah. <laughs> they taste the same as they did twenty years ago, even though they're twenty years old, I promise. <laughs> it's they're all just circus peanuts. <laughs> circus peanuts are good. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're one of my favorites too. So I like them. Here's some fun trivia. Did you know that the uh, uh, Lucky Charms, the one, the guy who created Lucky Charms, uh, he had he he was coming up with a new idea, and he had taken Cheerios, and he was he was cutting up circus peanuts and putting them into his Cheerios, and that spawned the whole idea for Lucky Charms. Oh, it sounds delicious. That's sounds why they're like magically a, delicious. I tell you, brilliant man, brilliant man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Chris and Bree are going to go buy some Cheerios and Circus Peanuts. Circus we peanuts. have some Cheerios already. We do have plenty of Cheerios. Give it a try. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah, that's not half bad. <laughs> it's always the one that says gross that knows the really cool trivia, though. So yeah. That's right, why yeah. he's like, I, I, I'd never eat Lucky Charms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't eat cereal anymore. I can never get through a, a jug of milk before it goes bad. Yeah, I don't drink milk for that 
It's, I've got issues with milk. Me and milk don't get along. My daughter takes all the marshmallows out of Lucky Charms, so I don't buy it anymore. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. leaves you with the oat things. No, yep. she doesn't want she doesn't the marshmallows. Like the oh, she doesn't want yeah. the marshmallows. Yeah, isn't that weird? Oh, give me all the really? marshmallows. Yeah. I yeah. like it when That's she throws awesome. them back in the bag because then because you know, then you get all extra marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah, it's. It's the opposite of trail mix, right? You, <laughs> you didn't know you were coming on to talk about cereal, did you? No, surprises. but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I eat oatmeal. That's all I eat. Really? Yep. Just oatmeal? Like plain, like oatmeal, plain oatmeal? Or do you put stuff in it? Is it no, still oatmeal cut? is versatile. You can put anything in oatmeal. Like Cheerios? <laughs> if I bought you Cheerios, could. probably. You know, Actually, <laughs> my uncle used to eat cream of wheat marshmallow with, fluff. With, frosted, or with uh, cornflakes in it. Cream of wheat and cornflakes. I bet uh-huh. if you put marshmallow milk, fluff, it would be, be good. Because yeah. marshmallow fluff and malto meal is amazing. Yes, it's so good. And chocolate malto meal. Yes. Oh, oh, that would be good. It's really good. <laughs> and, and nothing about it is healthy. No. Well, good. it's sort of started the, out healthy, kind the of. Ome- <laughs> the oatmeal part started <laughs> out healthy. <laughs> so... Speaking of conventions, we'll just go back to that because you have been a panelist for Comic Con since they started, haven't you? Yeah, I uh, I I wasn't on the very first uh, Salt Lake Comic Con, but then on the second, the the first Fanex, I've been on since the first Fanex. Yeah, and then the Comic Cons afterwards. Yep. Do you I do... feel like it's been going forever, but it really has only been going for it's four like years. Four years. Two, yeah. yeah, 2013 was yep. the first year, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think part of the reason it feels like it's been going on forever is because of the two shows a year. Which, yes. Man, which I think and, they should stop. And the three days. It is the only place in the world where a con is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, not Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Well, you can't have it on Sunday. Utah. Nobody would come. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, th- there's a lot of truth to that, though. Your last day of the show would be really slow because it's a joke, but it's it's re- it's reality. There's no way they would have... You know, now where they have Saturdays where the fire marshal's shutting the place down, they wouldn't have that on a Sunday. And I, I've thought it would be a brilliant idea for someone to um, do like a, a just a one day in a hotel somewhere afterwards while all the talent, well, not necessarily the talent, but at least while the vendors are there. And to do a just a small show on the Sunday there afterwards that they could unload all the stuff for cheaper prices, um, so they wouldn't. Because having been a vendor myself, that's one of the things. Like, a you don't want to take most, shit home. Yeah, totally. At least for me, w- with the comic book shop, I would bring a lot of stuff that I needed to blow out. Right, it wasn't selling. I was put gonna get rid of it. Um, and anything and by the end of the end of Saturday, I was giving stuff away because I didn't want to take it back. So I think there would be if if you were able to get a hold of people prior. And then, you know, you serve drinks at an inflated price on Sunday because that's your same market. Like, I don't know. I, I think there's there's a definite <laughs> room for someone, you know, and maybe tailor it to, to kind of the artist side of things as well. So if there's artists that you want to go and support or something along those lines, I think I think there's something to it. Yeah, because shipping that stuff back is expensive. Oh, yeah. And, and, it never, and it never works. Well, and the they, always, they always close the vendor floor early. And so yeah. between getting to panels and making sure that you're getting through Artist Alley in enough time, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Plus, or, it would I, bring in I, people that maybe couldn't, like, pay to get into the con, but yeah. are, I mean, you it, know, it, fandoms. Even, even if Com- Salt Lake Comic Con did it themselves, like the, the the extended hours con or, what you know, something along those lines, like... I think they would be able to to reach a market that they're not getting because, you know, guess what? A lot of people have to work. Call it after the con. Totally. (laughs) I think all five of us need to, like, trademark that right now. After the con. 
<laughs> Done. Well, we, we've got it recorded, so it'll yeah. be... It'll hold up. As long as someone didn't submit it before we recorded, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) So how'd you, how'd you get into doing panels? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? Yeah. Um, so, uh, they were looking for panelists and, uh, Brian Young had mentioned to Ryan Call, the programming director, um, that I might be a good fit, um, with my Smodcast connections. And so he called and Ryan and I just kind of like, like had our, 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 our bromance over a lot of different things over the phone. And then after that, it's, yeah, it's, I've just been able to help out in any way I, I, I could since. Um, uh, I've been a vendor, like I said before, uh, and then panelists. Uh, the, the two things that I feel like I can actually bring to a panel are, uh, podcast knowledge and comic book knowledge. Um, and so, in, in those realms, I feel like I'm able to sit in. If, if I'm ever asked to be on a panel where I don't feel like I'm the right person, I'll let them know straight up. Cause th- there's nothing worse than sitting through a panel and you're like, I know more than this yahoo up there. <laughs> I think there's a segment of the audience that always feels that way though. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the people who always have, uh, thinly veiled questions, uh, that are actually just opinions. Yeah, that are like seven <laughs> minutes long, and you're like, oh, my God, shut up. Get away from the mic. Yes. Oh, it's like Captain yes. Sweatpants. You remember him from the con? Captain Sweatpants. Oh, my God. Like, anyway, never mind. <laughs> I, I, I will say, you know, the panels, that's one of the things that I – that's why I go. I, I love the con. I would only go one day if it weren't for panels because that's really I get where I get the enjoyment, being able to move from panel to panel and – have that have that discussion esque type of thing. I mean, really, if you think about it, it's just listening to a podcast all damn day with some interaction. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I I take my um my Tascam recorder and plug it into the mixing board, and then I republish them all as podcasts that I'm on. It's a good idea. Do you have something there, lady? Oh no, I was just gonna say it's a good opportunity to be in in a room in a smaller space with you know people that you might never get the opportunity to be around whether it is a celebrity or a podcaster or somebody you know there's lots of local celebrities here that you know i might look at as a celebrity and somebody else might not and vice versa so totally well and i the the struggle i always have with panels and i've gotten really good at it now because we've had what seven cons eight cons so some (laughs) ridiculous number yeah um, but there's panels, you know, I've seen panels and, and they've gotten more selective. Um, I, I think like this last Fanex was really disappointing in the number of panels they had. Just they didn't have right. a lot. Uh, but the problem is some of the panels, like I was in a panel once and it was uh, something about, I think it was religion and horror um, was the, the panel title. Horror. Yeah. yeah sort of, <laughs> not horrors. Religious horrors. Because horror. I love, I, trust me, I've read the Old Testament. They, they go they hand got, in they hand. They got horrors and religion. Apparently. Trust me, it happens. You're watching, Jezebel. You've been watching Preacher. There's some horrors there, too, uh, <laughs> in the bloodline. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, some of the panels, so that, that panel in particular, um, and this is something we've kind of learned, like certain panelists to stay away from um, that we don't necessarily publicize, but we see them on a panel and we're like, mm, maybe we just don't Pass go on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, this, I feel you. I'm the same way. This panel is is like seven seven people on the panel. First off, that's way too big way for, too many. for a panel. Never had, yep, totally agree. And they're all authors, which is great because it's really about, you know, horror in you know horror author stuff in religion yeah and six of the seven are lds 
<laughs> there's one odd man out that's not mm-hmm. LBS. Uh, mm-hmm. And the panel went something like, here's this question. Answer, 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 answer. Here's this question. Answer, 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 answer. And by the fifth answer and the second question, we got up and left because there was no audience interaction. Yeah. It was basically the same answer, you know, seven, every time, six yeah. times in a row. And then one guy said something different and it just didn't feel as interactive. It was more of a, like a keynote speech. <laughs> yeah. Which, too. which, which, which is okay if that's what it's billed as. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like if you've got these experts and they actually have something that they're going to present, then, then you know what you're getting into. It's, it's for an open panel discussion. That's a little different when it's all straight white bread. Yeah. Well, I like not interesting. I like seeing good moderators too, and and oh, what makes a yes. good moderator is being prepared for the topic and not being a panelist. Like there's a difference. I, I fully agree. Yeah, there is totally a difference between being a moderator and and being a panelist. And and um one one like for a couple of panels that I've done that had oh man I did a a wrestling um panel once that I, I moderated and it was great. It was really good. It was way too big. I, I think there were eight people on it, which is way too big. Um, part of that's my problem because last minute I was able to get some um, professional talent in uh, who's on a, a, a weekly show on TV and he was able to come in and, and give his two bits. But uh, I, I I, I took it LDS style and pulled the, just took the mic with me down into the audience and moderated <laughs> from the audience. And that actually brought a whole different thing. And it also felt like I had more control as a moderator, too, um, because I would stand up and, and then talk directly to so-and-so and ask a question to so-and-so and pit it against what so-and-so had said. I don't know. When you're up at the when – you're, when you're a moderator sitting with the panelists um, – I think it's really easy to to lose control. I think you're only the sense. second. Yeah, you're only the second person I think that we know of that has ever done that. Yeah, the others yeah. carry Jack Jackson. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, see, you're we in good company. <laughs> we we Jack Mormons have figured something out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too when you, especially if you walk out into the audience instead of have the line form, um, you can steer clear of the. The people you know are going to ans- ask those really long-winded garbage questions. Well, I think and you, you can, can see your panelists, too, yeah, exactly. and you can yeah. see who's showing interest in whatever question's being asked and who whose interest is peaked, and, and they sit up straighter, and they you can tell that they want to answer it, and they have something to say rather than if you're sitting next to them, you can't really see that. Yeah, because you're having to like yeah. stare down the line at them. Yep, it's true. Yeah, and and and, and I've fallen into it, too, the... The all right, everyone, go down the line and give your response, which is awful. That no one should ever do that, especially with with multiple panelists. So, what are some of the things that you'd like to see from a panel perspective? Because I do feel like, at least for me, it seems like the panels are starting to get repetitive with some of the same people on them, some of the same yeah. topics, topics, and they're not. I mean, what six months? You know, six months ago we were talking about X. How much has that changed? Because it really right. hasn't. Yeah, um, and so and, and I can give you a little insight to this because I um, help out on on the programming committee to some extent, um, which isn't a whole lot. <laughs> Most of the times it's, uh, what do you guys think about this panel? Oh, it would be good. This, that, and the other. Um, uh, and a lot of times, and and again, uh, before the show started, we were we were just kind of uh, talking about how it's how it is a business, right? And so there are there are some panels that like I'm so passionate about and I want to see so badly, but realize that I'm 
such a small <laughs> piece of the demographic that a lot of times you do have to go for like the the here's what's going on in the Marvel Universe panel, right? Um, even though it's covered every single time, it does change a little bit, but it's the same people on there. And 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 I get that. Um, I would love to see uh, more um, one-on-one panels with comic book creators. Um, cool, I had the chance to do a one-on-one with Steve Lieber, um, and that to date has been my favorite panel I've ever been a part of. It was. Um, there weren't a whole, and I, and I feel bad cause those are the panels that usually get booked at like eight o'clock, um, at night. So it's like very last thing of the night. Um, I would love to see more of those. And I would also love to see, uh, different fandoms included. Um, we, we did have one, uh, pro wrestling panel and, and it was super well attended. A lot of people showed up to it and there is going to be a, a panel on glow this year. I don't know. I, I'm guessing it will be mostly around the the television production, not not and and you know probably a couple the actual of like things. wrestling that was real. Yeah, yeah, that that was you know the glorious ladies of wrestling that was filmed in the 80s in Las Vegas. Um, uh, but but I think there there is a huge. Um, I I would like to see maybe even just breadth. I think in a lot of different things as opposed to the depth that we get into some some very specific things con after con after con if that makes sense yeah 100% makes sense for I think we're all in this room people that enjoy besides just like artist alley going to the panels and you know I'm going because the little tidbits that you might get or you know um, somebody that might have a greater insight or likes to talk about something that I like to talk about and it's really disappointing when you get people on the panel that don't know what they're talking about or don't have the same passion there is or tell stories a, that aren't even relevant. Like we went to a podcast one mm-hmm. last year, and uh, it was t- it was terrible. We got up and walked out. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really self centered. Instead of being, hey, like this is oh, what we yeah. did. You know, this is the advice we have. It was like, oh, and here's a story about us, and here's a yeah. story about yeah. us. Here's how <laughs> we got to fifty thousand listeners and two hundred thousand yes. listeners. Because As, it's not relevant for ev- for everyone. Everyone has no. a different experience. No, and 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 oh man, there's nothing I I maybe this is snobbish, I don't know, but I I it it just makes every um delicate muscle in my body tighten up <laughs> whenever I hear someone oh at the last second and make sure to check out so and so podcast at blah 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 blah. I'm like, it's dude, that's not what it's about. Like um that's that's one that always kills me. Like give your credential by all means. But it, it, this shouldn't be a, a, a means or a platform for you just to do more marketing. So you're not a fan of the authors that bring in a tower of books that they set in front of them so you can barely see them over the books? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And they're like, okay, I'm going to give some stuff away during this panel, random panelist, because I'm pimping my own shit. And they yeah. give away, like, bookmarks. Oh, are you serious? Has that happened? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, really? At least give one of your damn books away are that you you're kidding? pimping over there. Oh, that kills me. That really kills me. I, I, oh, man. Yeah, it's, oh. it's bonkers when they do stuff like I, you know, I think some of, some of my favorite panels, I, I do like the, you know, the information and the, the talk, but I really enjoy very interactive panels. So some of my favorite panels that, that I've, been a part of are like the you know the end of the world you know alien robots versus uh oh, with the sea lawyer, monsters the tall or zombies guy. Or, yeah like those or are those are fantastic michael brett collins yeah 
I who's like also him. an attorney, I believe. Yes, I think. And he I'm is. a nerd, oh, and I like the. Idea. I like the. Uh, I went to a panel that was about trademarking and copyright. Oh. It was fantastic, and it was by a lawyer that works in L.A., and it was fantastic. And you know, because you walk through Artist Alley, and you're like, how do these people get away with? You know, creating something that Marvel's created and Disney has created and so on. And it's not, it's not a threat to any of those people because those people aren't making a substantial dollar amount. And so they're taking their creative liberty and, you know, until the people start making, you know, in the tens of thousands, Disney's like, meh. The, you know, (laughs) the, the best story is when we had the creator of Deadpool here. And all these people in line at his booth to get autographs, bringing up other artists' shit of Deadpool. Of Deadpool. This is uh, Fabian Nicey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. They're just bringing up like I, because you know I have I have artwork you know that that has depictions of those characters, but instead of bringing you know an actual licensed piece of work for him to sign, they're like going across the row, grabbing someone else's you know rendering of Deadpool and bringing it over to have him sign. Like, what is that? Oh, I know. And man, and that's the other thing that kills me too is is uh the 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 creators in Artist Alley who who have like, you know, legitimately like created uh pieces of pop culture, pieces of fandom that we're all so in love with. Like Ethan Beavers, he made Samurai Jack. Yes. He's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The and, Adventure Time guys that are usually yeah, here. He's here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And and then to to just go up and talk to them like they like there's a price point for everyone usually. <laughs> Throw him a bone. <laughs> so are you saying I should not buy a, some type of Edgar Allan Poe art off of Etsy and have John Cusack sign it? Would that be hey, weird? Hey, no, I think that, that's no, probably that is right. totally different. That's okay, yeah. Because okay. he's getting a paycheck just to be there. Sure. And he's to getting get a pay- picture taken. And he's me. getting a paycheck for the picture and for the autograph you're having totally. done. Yeah, you. No, the picture you I won. That. You milk that. <laughs> oh, he's still getting paid for that picture. I'm not yeah. paying him though. Yeah, you're not paying him, but he's still making money <laughs> yeah, on it. For sure. <laughs> Dude needs money. No, he, he has doesn't. a ha- when was the last good job he had? <laughs> All of his jobs are good. I think he should run for office. You I didn't say his jobs Twitter. weren't good. I said when was the last one that he had? <laughs> uh Love I mean, and Mercy, actually. He played Brian Wilson and it was fantastic. What year was that? Like nineteen eighty two? No, oh, it was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen that. Is that because I'm a it huge fan? It is phenomenal. Of it's Brian phenomenal. Wilson so and... Paul Dano plays the young Brian Wilson, and then John Cusack plays like the washed up 1980s. What? It's fantastic. What's, it's I gotta write this down. What's this film called? Love, Love and Mercy. Mercy. Writing it. Down, I watched right? it on the plane to to. I think coming back from Scotland or going to Scotland, and I haven't stopped talking about it since. So wow, yeah, I gotta check that out. Anyways, sorry. My thing is like getting VHS tape signed. That's my. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but both of my like my Better Off Dead and my Sixteen Candles are already full, and so I'm like, I gotta think of something clever to have him sign. So yeah, Elijah so, so, Wood. I have my original copy of Forever Young from 1992. Oh, nice. That's what I'm taking for nice. him. Nice. So. That's a really good one. Forget Lord of the Rings. That's what everyone. <laughs> that's what he's gonna. He's gonna see so much. I'm. I'm hoping if someone's got the uh, VHS of Back to the Future 2, that's what I would have him sign. eBay. Just buy yeah. on eBay. That's how I, bu- I bought my Fast Times at Ridgemont High on eBay to have Judge Reynolds. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm a nerd. So, anyways. Uh, I want to know what what kind of pa- – you say that you want to see diversity in panels besides the the fandoms. Like, what would you personally want to be part of? Oh, man. 
um, self-serving always. I just I, I love talking to comic book creators. Um, and, and there are so many people out there that have such, at, at least for me, and this is kind of what I'm doing with, with the Death Ray Comics show, um, is I, I want to tell the origin stories of, uh, comic book creators because it, you might be familiar with their work, but everyone has such a unique, uh, way to get there. Um, so anytime I can, I can do that or I can see those, I, I want to jump in on them. And, and I, I personally like the, the more um, the more one-on-one panel, um, j- just because I want to hear their their own story rather than what they think. Um, maybe it's because I'm so opinionated and I don't care what other people think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But the other one, and I I, I, I really think that um, if if you just look at like Twitter trends and Facebook. Uh, shares and even just uh, gift culture right now. Professional wrestling is incredibly hot right now. How the hell is it still hot? Is what I want to know because it was huge in the 80s and 90s and took That's a, big, It's bigger now. It cycles. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it it dove hard and well and see this this would be a perfect panel right the the cyclical <laughs> uh, uh, popularity of professional wrestling and and how the the internet has democratized what uh, professional wrestling is going through right now to point where you've got some fairly big uh, low indie promotions that are now partnered with Twitch and doing their shows live on Twitch. Like I think there's a lot of that. And uh, I think um, the original way I pitched the, the wrestling panel that uh, I did last time was, you know, how do you even get into liking professional wrestling? Right. I think everyone, (laughs) everyone has this. um, My brother, every time I hang out with my brother, I mean, he's a VI. He's he's like he a. He hits a, you over the head with a chair. He's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just he just asked me. He's like, dude, what what is it with professional wrestling? What's your deal? Um, and it's it's so hard to like explain in in like three words that. I, and I think there are people who are just fascinated, like. What's the deal with that? I think the indie culture part of it is really huge right now. I know oh, I have a friend in San Francisco who is a very um, renowned drag queen actually out there that has been part of a couple of indie groups um, that have invited her to come do wrestling in drag and it's it's amazing yeah. and and it's it's so crazy like so that's just something that's barely emerging in um, American uh, culture and American circles in wrestling but in in Mexico they call the it luchadors. An, yeah they call it an exotico <laughs> and and the exoticos are always uh you know uh transvestites who will come in and just and and try and like bring this weird dynamic and they'll always try to kiss the the other people and they freak out like it's been a thing there for you know 40 years and it's just barely creeping into the 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 realms of of wrestling now and and you're right indie wrestling is is extremely hot right now and it's all it's all because of the internet it's it's crazy yeah wwf and e will always be will be cool but the indie stuff is Yep. Is awesome. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting that you brought up, you know, a, a company like Twitch, because now we're starting to see people make careers out of yep. shit that we never dreamed of as kids playing video games all day totally. day and yeah. podcasting in some instances, though that's fairly tough to do <laughs> as a career. <laughs> So Unless you're like Jimmy Pardo or Adam Carolla. But they, but see, they were famous before podcasting. Exactly. And that's, and that's, yep. that's the thing that a lot of people, like Joe Rogan, before he really started his podcast, he yep. he was already a pretty famous comedian and, and, totally. and big UFC guy. So um, to, to make a living in podcasting, 
I, I still think is is tough. I mean, I don't know. I, any, I don't know anyone that does it outside of people that were famous beforehand. Yeah, the 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 only example that I can point to that that I think has who has done it um, is uh, Roman Mars, who does ninety nine percent invisible, and then he started the whole Radiotopia. Um, he I I want to say he was like an engineer beforehand, um, and then he he kind of took the the NPR approach to it in that it's a nonprofit. Um, and then he was able to pull in people that he thought were, were good and build a, a network around him that way. But he's the only, like probably the only person I know of that's in, that's in like, you know, iTunes top 10, uh, that isn't a celebrity first. Yeah. Cause even like Chris Hardwick and yep. when he had the Nerdist going and all, and he sold that. Yeah. And stepped down and sold that. So because now he's a big TV guy. He's got his own game show. Well, you're part it of a pod. No, no, he's got another one. Oh. oh. Did the wall get canceled? No. No, at I was, midnight. I was, got no, at midnight yeah. got canceled. The wall but the wall, on. he got a. Oh, it's on right. main network TV. Yeah, he got an evening ABC really? evening time yeah, game show. Oh, man. He's getting that syndication money now. Yeah, he yep. will be. <laughs> I'm disappointed at midnight got canceled. It was one of the best oh, shows so good. there. So good. So. Speaking of podcast famous people, you do podcasting for Kevin Smith. For, with, around, about. Uh, what's the first rule of improv? Yes, with? and. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, the man. Okay, so I, I, feel, I feel like there, I don't know how much time you guys want to take. <laughs> Whatever you need. There, there, there. So this is an interesting story. Um, how I got uh, into all of this with Kevin Smith. Um, in 2013, he actually came to, to Death Ray Comics and uh, he did a, a podcast with me, and then he did one with Jay uh, right afterwards. Um, and we sold tickets for it and everything. It was it was a ton of fun. But so stepping back before that, um, in 2009, I think uh, I was following a Twitter handle called Radio Askew. Now, um, Kevin Smith fans, uh, the, the view askew was his company and the askew universe, uh, were, were, was the universe in which, you know, Jay and Silent Bob resided. Um, and so I was following this Twitter handle thinking that, oh, this, and the reason I was following it is because Kevin Smith followed it. So I'm thinking this must be one of his side projects because he followed so few people at the time. Um, and one night I was coming home from bowling, because, you know, bowling leagues in northern Utah. And, <laughs> Logan? Yeah, in Logan, That's especially. There's, there's not a lot to do in Logan, guys. <laughs> there's nothing to do in Logan. Eat gelato, um, you guys. That's what you do in Logan. Oh, the best. We'll get into that. Um, uh, and, and I saw a tweet come out as I was driving home that said, hey, going live in, in a couple of minutes, call this number if you want to be on the show. And I'm thinking, holy shit, this is Kevin Smith. This is just like putting this awesome so i get home call right in and it wasn't kevin smith at all it was just a fan of kevin's um who had had uh kevin on uh long story short uh this fan and i became great friends um he had done some uh streaming work for kevin early on in kevin's uh you know internet uh footprint trying to get uh, live stream out to people um, and so when Kevin decided to create uh, this modcast internet radio, he contacted this friend of mine, Will Wilkins, who I was then brought in as part of the Radio Askew podcast that we were doing weekly. Um, he brought him in to be his network engineer. And so he built the whole network, um, the streaming service, everything. Um, and then uh, as they were going through the lineup, 
of the podcast they were going to have on the network, uh, Kevin looks at Will and says, and, and you're going to have a show on there too, right? And, and Will had never presumed, thought that, that he would do it, so, but he said, yes, okay, we will, and, and we started NetHeads. Um, and so we're – recently they've done kind of some rebranding, getting closer back to the, the core um, – Smodco family, people involved with everything, um, and so yeah. But we're we're still on uh, smodcast.com as as the Netheads podcast um, since 2000, since its inception in in 2011, I think is when it started. 2011. And for people who aren't familiar with that podcast, what do you guys talk about? Um, well, it's thinly veiled as a tech podcast, um, <laughs> mostly because. <laughs> Mostly because we had uh, a professional uh, radio producer do an intro, and uh, the the copy we gave him at the time was all was all tech oriented. Um, but uh, I mean, it's like any podcast; it, it meanders all over the place. I shouldn't say any podcast, Most. any not any not great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think some of the best podcasts <laughs> rarely get to the point. <laughs> oh, it's true. I, I think Smodcast is a perfect example of that. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, we, we do a lot of, uh, tech stuff. Um, and then on top of that, a lot of, uh, Kevin Smith related stuff because, uh, Will is in a, in a really cool, unique position to see a lot of the goings on behind the scene that a lot of people don't get to see that, that we give an insight to in that realm. And then, and then from that, I've been able to, um, you know, he, he came into the, uh, the, the show at Death Ray Comics and then now I'm, I'm a writer for the website in, uh, the Smodco news section. So that's the stuff that I, that I, I'm able to help out with. Yeah. That wasn't that long. You okay. made it sound like you were going to talk for an hour about getting involved. That wasn't so bad. Okay. So in addition to, I mean, do you do any other podcasts besides NetHeads? Yeah. So um, I, uh, in 2008, I started doing my own podcast inspired by Kevin Smith's Modcast. And it was just a friend and I, uh, we were just talking uh, and then uh, I got the idea that I could do more, and so I—I I mean, I've done—I had a, a a ska podcast where I just featured ska music that That's I thought cool. was really <laughs> unique. Um, I still own the the domain for skashow.com, uh, but I I stopped because I was I was afraid of uh, of usage rights and didn't think that I had the um, clout to uh, talk about the songs I was playing enough to consider educational. Um, uh, but I mean, I've, I've done, uh, I've, I've done one called Pulp Pop, which is, uh, uh, less than a 10 minute podcast, um, highlighting a piece of pop culture that you might've missed. Um, currently right now, uh, and I've since changed, it was the part of the network. I've now rebranded into Death Ray Media. Um, after I closed Death Ray Comics, I still wanted to use that, that branding cause I thought it was really cool. Um, and so now I'm, I'm doing, uh, I do a, a professional wrestling podcast uh, called Death Ray Wrestling. Um, I'm doing a, a weekly uh, live pub trivia podcast uh, at the Beehive Grill. Uh, I record the, 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 the trivia and then um, put it out on, on podcasts for people to listen to. And, man, people love that. I was say, so are you just recording the questions and answers, or are you recording the questions and the answers you're getting in the bar? So uh, I I found a way to streamline um, pub trivia that I really wish every time I've gone somewhere else I really wish they would adopt this because the like if if you're doing the okay everyone write down your answers then bring it up uh, that format takes forever 
and it's less involved and people get bored and then people get talking and then people stop listening. Um, what I do is I have uh, fairly large uh, whiteboards that I give out to all the teams and then they have markers. You write down your answer. If it's correct, you hold it up. And then uh, I mark down the answers as being correct. I'm able to get through 25 questions in less than an hour. Oh, that's um, impressive. And it's and it, it makes it for really fun, really fast. Um, and yeah, so so that's what I do. And so I'm so for, for the most part, uh, I, it's only paused while I'm while they're writing their answers, which they have about a minute. Um, and then while I'm collecting the the points. Other than that, it's it's usually about a 45 minute podcast. That's fantastic. That's a good yeah. way to run a pub quiz. Yeah, it goes it goes a lot faster. I've, and I've had such great feedback from people who have who have done other or who have been and have facilitated other ones. They're like, man, this this just moves so much faster. And the the restaurant enjoys it because uh, people are only going to drink and eat so much while they're there. And if they're not drinking or eating while they're there, they're taking up space for people that could be. So that part of it is is pretty nice. Keeps everybody happy. And Beehive Grill, as you already uh, noted, has Utah's best gelato. Yes, I concur. I made it there for four minutes to close on Friday. By the way, <laughs> because <laughs> like nine. No, on Saturday, on Fridays they close at ten. But okay, I like 10. to always well, get. They have these really good deep fried green beans. You know they spit in them, right? Oh, that's okay. <laughs> if you order it's deep fried delicious. green beans five minutes to close, you got spit on I top of I actually ordered them ten minutes before close because I still had to drive across town in Logan. You're totally no, so. you're good. Mike, Mikey would never do that. He's a great cook. <laughs> uh-huh. No, anyways, so I always like to them. get some of the Mamma Mia person. gelato and some green beans to Ooh, eat driving yeah. up the canyon to Bear Lake. You are that person. They totally spit in your food. That's okay. I don't care how nice she's telling you that they are. They spit in your food. It would be like it was deep fried. It was still delicious. You can go to the hostesses. You know that girl that comes all the way from Utah County. You spit in her food, didn't you? <laughs> they know me. Remember that bitch last week that came in ten minutes the to close and ordered fried food. <laughs> yeah. No. I called and asked if it was okay. Come on. They're not gonna say no. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm gonna just tell this story now because we went to Kentucky. I haven't been to Kentucky Fried Chicken in forever because I'm not a huge fan. But uh, but every was, once in a while, was it like it was Saturday? Yeah. We had no, been. It was last. Night. Was it last? Oh, it was last night. So we'd been out freaking car shopping all day. We go to, we go to KFC. Yeah. It's the first time I've been there in in well over a year. Oh, at least and. We pull up in the drive-through and they're doing like one car at a time. And when when I mean one car at a time, I mean take the like order. Start the finish. car goes all the way up, pays, gets their food, and as they're driving off, they take the order of the next car. That person's yep. probably cooking too. And, <laughs> oh, no. and it wasn't like this super late. Part. I mean, it was Labor Day, <laughs> but it was only part. like eight eight o'clock or so, uh, maybe seven thirty. But then we get up there and I'm like, okay, I want a eight piece meal with mashed potatoes and gravy and corn. And he's like, uh, let me see if we have it. Okay, yes. yeah, we could do that. I'm like, really? You're a chicken plate. Okay, so that, no, I can. That's I, happened to me multiple times. Yes, yeah, so okay, where they don't have that. like, oh, we we don't have any legs right now. Sorry. Yeah, like we got to fry some. It's gonna be 20 minutes. Like, yeah, I, I kind of get it because they don't want to throw out a whole bunch of stuff, and the later in the night you get. So I understand that part, but then he's like, oh yeah, we can't do corn because it comes with coleslaw, mashed potatoes. I'm like, it doesn't fucking say that on the menu. It says two sides. I always get to choose my sides. I'm yeah. not ordering this other stupid little Philip thing you have. I want mashed potatoes and corn. Yeah, we can't change sides anymore. I'm like, all right, fine. You lost my business. So we just drove we just away. <laughs> like, I'm, Seriously, though. Like, this is just crazy to me. Like, 
So it's no wonder there's Popeyes. See, they would never do that to a oh. beehive grill. They'd be it's like, true. here's your green beans. Saying here's it happens. your gelato. I had you crazy woman gelato and, green and beans peach and bourbon gelato. gelato. I might have to but, try it sometime. But you hit on something that's important. With a Popeyes, <laughs> why would you ever go to KFC? Exactly. Right? I had Popeyes for dinner. It was Popeyes, close. Oh, man. Yeah. KFC okay. was I, I, literally like yeah, a minute from where we were, and Popeyes was probably like, I, I do have to say, though, that's probably my favorite new development in Salt Lake is that we have Popeyes. But now. there are some yes. not good ones, though. Like, yeah. consistently not good. The, the, like, the Lehigh one suffered for, like, months. That one's my really? favorite, actually. <laughs> when it first Because it was the first one to open that wasn't at the airport. And it, it took them, like, three or four months to actually figure it out because it was so But now so it's new. the best. But, yeah, now they're fantastic down yeah. there. But I, I, I work. I worked for Utah State as a as an admissions recruiter for a couple of years, and I was the out of the out of state recruiter. Uh, there weren't multiple, so I was all over the place, and that's <laughs> that's like, all Popeyes. I did. I just I just went from Popeyes <laughs> to Popeyes. I would find out where the high school was I was going to be visiting, and then how close it was, and then time out how long I could it would take me to get from Popeyes there. And this is MapQuest time, okay? This is <laughs> this is pre GPS on my phone. Like, so I I uh, atlas. So I, it's Popeyes before we got them in Utah, and I used to travel a ton. I was in Washington D.C. Uh, for work for something. Uh, I think we were at a show. You were. And so <laughs> there was a Popeyes like two blocks from the hotel. Right, we're in the nice part of D.C. There's not much of D.C. that's the nice part. But we walk like two blocks. They don't have spicy tenders, so we're like, well, screw that. Let's go to one that has spicy tenders. Yeah. So we take a cab to the one that has spicy tenders. <laughs> Dude leaves. We get in, and I shit you not, four inches of acrylic glass between you and the person taking your order. <laughs> and they have, like, no joke, there's not even, like, the food comes, there's an acrylic turnstile that's, like, two to three inches of acrylic glass in this square <laughs> box that they turn the food out. I'm like, uh... That was like the White Castle by my house in New Jersey. I look at I look at my, I look at my buddy Bob that, that I'm there with. I'm like, dude. Uh, oh, you're with Bob. Yeah, Bob's like, Bob's like 65 years old at the time, right? So, like this little skinny old man. Yeah. And and I'm like, dude, I we're gonna be walking back to the hotel. I guarantee we're not catching a cab. <laughs> we're gonna be walking two miles in this shady ass neighborhood. Yeah, so, there was. There was a, a pop or a, uh, a White Castle in New Jersey I used to go to all the time that they would have to buzz you in before you could come into the restaurant. <laughs> um, so you'd like try to get their attention, hey, and then they'd buzz it, and then the door would open and you could walk in. That Otherwise, might be the same well, and if they thought my house. <laughs> if they thought you were a homeless dude, you're done for. They're not letting. You I know, in. totally, yeah. So but I like, love me some White did Castle. Did you have to man. like flash your money? With onions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wearing a tie, so oh, there you go. Yeah, that that was a dead giveaway. And in East Orange, oh my gosh, that's where I lived. <laughs> it was just weird to have a white guy there in general. I see, so, that's seriously where I lived. I lived in yeah. East Orange. That's amazing. I lived in Newark for like eighteen months. <laughs> How'd you get the smell off of you? Newark does. You, Newark smell. does smell. Jersey it stinks. Smells, Newark it, it, it's, smells. It's the so port, bad. man. There's yeah. nothing. That's, it is what it is. It smells so bad, and it's <laughs> it's distinct too. You're driving up, you know, the yeah. the turnpike, and you get up there, and bam. Yep. Just instant smell. It's so it's like brine chip shrimp in Salt Lake. Uh, it, it, the smell starts like around around like Patterson, and then yep. it just gets worse <laughs> the closer to the to the river you get. So gross. <laughs> I love New Jersey. So what Me do, too. So uh, what does Death Ray Media do? 
I'm just going to jump out of New Jersey and go back to Death Ray Media. Yeah, totally. Um, so it's it's essentially just the rebranding of what was the Part of Him uh, podcast network. So it's um, it's it's just all the little side projects that I've got. That's that's where uh, they live now. So and, and I, I found um, I found uh, the UR, URL dot media is now available uh, instead of like you know dot com or dot oh, org nice. or whatever. So I, I jumped right on deathray.media. Um, and so that was the impetus for changing the the name to Death Ray Media. So right now I've I've got uh, four uh, weekly shows on there, but uh, looking to expand. I got a couple of other side projects on the way, and, and you know just just like most of us, it's it's my uh, it's my attempt to do something creative when my soul has been uh, completely <laughs> sucked out of my body <laughs> from my nine to five. <laughs> That's about the best way I've heard anybody explain podcasting right there. That is it a... totally is, though. <laughs> you want to and... talk about something good and that you care about after just working in a shitty job. It's so true. And and I think that is that's how you can tell whether or not it it's a good podcast or not, in my opinion, is is if you're doing it regardless of what the numbers are, then people will know that it's a good podcast. Like what the second that you start like curbing things just to meet like it I don't know, it just it loses all um, genuineness and, and I I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to something real, something that people care about. Sometimes it's hard to keep the outside noise out, you know? Because mm. you have to remember that you're in a group of um, like for you, yours is very pop culture and techie. And right. there's tons of those and then there's also tons of Utah ones. And so it's it's sometimes hard to remember to keep that outside noise out and remember to just like keep doing what you're doing because you totally. like it. Yeah. I feel like I've I've been lucky. I mean obviously because I just I'm I'm like metaphorically, literally just uh, getting scraps that fall off of Kevin Smith's table. Um, but uh, being in Logan has been nice because it's I've it's never been I, I've known from the beginning that I'll never have a stage on a, on a Utah platform, um, and, and so I've been able to create and do things and think outside of of that side of it um, because I'm pretty sure people in Logan don't even know what podcasts are yet. <laughs> what time's your podcast on? Most people don't know what podcast is yes. What channel yes, is exactly. that on? Is how, that... I watch, how do I watch this podcast? Yours, yeah. what is it now? Is that, is that on the NPR's latest? Which, which station is it on? YouTube? Is it on? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. We've, all, we've all had to, like, uh, it's the worst question anyone can ask. <laughs> I was surprised when I was talking to like my 50 year old boss. I think he's actually even older than that. And I said something about being on a podcast and he knew what it was. <laughs> he was the first person at my whole office, including other young people that knew what it was. Oh, that's awesome. I feel like you have to hit a point in your life where you enjoy talk radio before you understand why. Well, there's a, a lot of people is. in my office that listen to talk radio, though. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, more than sports. But. Well, no, Every, they listen everyone to in sports. Logan loves their AM coast to coast radio. <laughs> <laughs> that borders borders uh, Preston, Idaho there. Yes. <laughs> it's got farm talk, doesn't it? Isn't that part of it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it would have to be. It would have to be. Farm Farm talk and telling us, you know, how the government's ruining our lives. Hey, they might like the sod show up there. 
You got to get your guns. The what? The sod show. <laughs> oh, my Peter gosh. Show. They would totally like the sod show. We have a friend in Ireland who is a horticulturist. <gasps> and he really? has, yeah, and he has one of the, like, top ten podcasts in Ireland. So maybe we should get the word out in Logan since there yeah, is a bunch to- of. Abs- no, absolutely. Yeah, especially with the university here. Like, right. Every, every, like, every liberal here is very agricultural minded, as weird as that sounds. No, it doesn't sound weird at all because the college kids are typically more liberal. Yeah. And well, we have our own little liberal urban farmer over here, too, so. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> nice, man. Hell yeah. I swear if he had space, he'd have pigs, too. Maybe. <laughs> the chickens and the bees are good for now, though. You have no bees. Don't lie. Yeah, I've got are they all dead left. now? No, there's, Poor there's like ten. No, they're still holding on, but they're not going to make it. Much. There's like the ten. Tragedy. Ten bees. Ten. We we need our bees. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work, sir. Thank <laughs> you. I'm trying. His his bees suffered a uh, colony collapse uh, yeah, this year. Got so. a oh, really? Colony collapse this season, and then last year they. There was a genocide. Died. No, yeah. yeah. I've I've had bees for about six years. The Nazi wasps came in and annihilated oh. the bee colony last year. Yeah. Damn wasps. Damn wasps. What? All, all wasps. You, you like not, I'm going to write that down. Nazi wasps. Nazi wasps. Can you like put like a little armband on one of their like little legs? Well, it's, it's kind of double-edged, you know, because yeah. wasp and, and then White Nazi. Anglo-Saxon right, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, that didn't occur to you? Uh, thank, of, thank you, Trent, for being on yeah. the same track that I'm on, because I totally was like thinking on that line and nobody else yeah. was catching what I was putting down one of my favorite adjectives is the term waspy <laughs> wow. oh i don't know that shows a little waspy for me <laughs> we like to use white trash on this show <laughs> i accept that thank you yeah we like we like shows like cops and you know Live oh PD. yeah live pd oh, yeah I love cops and yeah. live pd is a million times better than cops but you know what shows really good that i haven't seen for a while is campus pd Campus oh, yeah, that's pig. awesome. Oh, was that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, Spike, and it's Spike awesome. It. It's so, so guys on bikes, right? Like, <laughs> No, they have cars. No, they're mostly cars. And it's always like... <laughs> 21 jokes. I like it's like five colleges in Ohio. I swear to God, it's like all Ohio. I mean, there's some like, it, I think, UCLA um, and then University of Cincinnati. But they go, it's campus police, and basically the entire show is them busting parties. Busting up parties <laughs> and picking up drunk kids from like inside that of buildings that they're not supposed to be in. Awesome. Yeah. I would love that. It is. It's awesome. Peeing in the library. Yeah. I mean, no, like they got this one dude who was like throwing up in a garbage can in the entry to one of the admin buildings or something on campus. And they broke up this one party, and they're like, they go to break it up, and there's clearly people drinking outside, which is like an open invitation at that point for cops to come into the house. Oh, for sure. And they're all pre-law students in the house. And, and so like, they're no, all sorry, trying to, you like, can't come in. You know, lawyer their way out. Yeah, yeah and really? the cops, like... You just like, want to go to jail right now? The like, cops, like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like, you're... Dude, you're a sophomore in pre-law. Trust me, you don't know what you're fucking talking yeah. about. Yeah. Is there anybody you've else in the house? No, class. there's nobody else in the house. And then, like, things get thrown out of the top, like, level of the house. And the cops are like, there's nobody up there, huh? A toga dude just falls from the, from the top floor. It's almost that bad. It's funny. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. But that's why I like Live PD, because, I mean, that's all you get with, with like, a cops and a campus PD. But Live PD, you get the mundane shit that turns out to be nothing, and they try to make it exciting. And, sometimes and it's really it's just funny. Not. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, 
So Trent, have you been in Utah all your life? No, I haven't actually. I moved here no, in 2005. New Jersey, Dorcas. Oh yeah, that's We're right. Amigos. We're white amigos <laughs> in the black neighborhood. Yeah, totally. Um, did you uh, did you grow up there? Did you grow up no, here and move out? There? No, I I grew up I grew up um in in Western Wyoming. Oh, um, oh Jesus! What part? Uh, Star Valley. Oh, that's so it's just south of Jackson Hole. Oh, I know where it's at. I grew up in Green River Rock Springs. I've been to Star oh, Valley. Oh, okay. A bunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like count, County 24. Yeah. No, what is your county? 12. Four. Four. Sweetwater County. County is four. I, I, I was getting there. I knew it. So there's county numbers. This, this right, for people who this. don't know. County numbers in Wyoming. If you look at a Wyoming license plate, there's a number, and then there's the Bucking Bronco, which is Wyoming's trademark symbol, and yep. then after that is the license plate number. That first set of digits is the county you're in. Yeah. The county they're from. That's how few uh, people there are in Wyoming. They can still do yeah. that. It's 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 the equivalent. Okay, so we'll bring it back to the other side. It's the equivalent of telling someone um, in New Jersey what exit you're on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever did I'm that. off of 291. That yeah, not legit yeah. enough. New, Newark is 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 the is the 15 exit. So, yeah. Um, off the, no, so off I, the turnpike I, or the parkway though. Turnpike. I'm 15 on the turnpike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I I I grew up in in Wyoming, um, and then I uh, served the Lord Jesus Christ for two years, uh, <laughs> seven months in Brazil, and a year and a half in Newark, New Jersey. Um, I had to have surgery on my shoulder, so they sent me home. Uh, and then I just went to, uh, to Newark Portuguese speaking, which was awesome. There are um, tons of people that speak Portuguese in Newark. Yeah. And Jersey yep. City, tons. Y- yes. Yeah. Jersey City. Yeah. I love Jersey City. Um, and then, yeah. And then I came here in 2005. Uh, I got my, uh, uh, Bachelor of Arts in, uh, English and Spanish teaching. And, uh, I- I've, I'm, this is embarrassing. Two classes away from finishing my master's in technical communication. I'll do it eventually. Um, <laughs> That's not that embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we then, yeah. We can I've, be your I've, motivators. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just been here ever since. Yeah, since 2005. Uh, bought a house. So w- once you do that, you're, you're, you're rooted roots, yeah. fairly hard, especially when you bought it in 2006. <laughs> you live in there forever. <laughs> <laughs> you still upside down? Years no, later. now that you've no, got to you've got to have some equity huh? now. The the pri- housing uh, prices, even I am right side. Yeah, you pulled up house. to the shack back then, and his house is not like three hundred and fifty thousand. It's a steal. <laughs> his, his house is in uh, Logan. His house is in Logan. Keep that in mind. Yeah, and and it does. Logan's weird. Um, it, it has its own really weird economy that is autonomous from from the Salt Lake Valley. Even like it, it is a weird place. Oh, it's a college town. But it has gelato. Yeah, it, it does has. have gelato. And Aggie ice cream, which is really good, Oof. actually. Yeah. Yes, so, Aggie ice cream is Do they have beer? Uh, Do they have anything local? Yes, they have beer in Logan, Jeremy. Well, I, I know mean, that beer, but anything. It's all imported. From Idaho, because it's, it's 10 miles yeah. away. Well, exactly. At least if it's coming exactly. from Idaho, it's a higher alcohol. So always always make a run to, to the La Tienda on the border. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely would, because the state liquor store closes at 10. And not open yep. on Sunday. Well, now it closes at ten. <laughs> Before it, it was like nine. nine. Yeah, the one in Bountiful for a long time closed at like seven. Oh, doesn't it still? I might. I'm I pretty sure it still does. Actually, that's inhumane. Well, I don't think there's a lot of drinkers in Bountiful. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, it was never busy. <laughs> I think the liquor yeah, store is only the size selection. of this room. Yeah, it was it was small though. Yeah. So. Uh, You've been in Utah for a while. You're putting roots down here. Um, yeah. 
we always we ask this question of everyone we have on the show. What's the uh, what's one thing that you would tell someone if they were visiting Utah for their first time? What's one thing you would tell them they had to do before they left the state? Oh wow. Um Ooh, that is a great question. Uh if if they'd never been here before, um I I would say uh talk to some missionaries. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm that, is, yeah. that is a first. We have had a lot of guests. That is a first. Because I feel, I feel like, um, I feel like a, a quick conversation with some missionaries is gives a a very abrupt and shocking um, <laughs> uh, idea of what the the culture is and how um, naive the culture is. True. Um, and so if you, it, yeah, so if, if they had one thing while they were here, just look, look for a couple of elders and just be like, you, you get, can spot them. You get they, 100 points for hitting them. They stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah, that's, and then having, having, having been, you know, and currently a, a, a uh, uh, recovering missionary, um, it would just, it would just be nice to have someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. It's the saddest job in the world that you're paying to do. Especially in Utah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they would. Have, that would. What a great story for a missionary to go back at the night and tell all his other elders, like, you wouldn't believe it. Somebody from New Jersey stopped us and wanted to hear the word, brother. <laughs> I mean, it would be so good. I will say this though, like the missionaries in Utah, they have to be. On one point, on like on one hand, kind of disappointed that they're here in Salt Lake and this is where they're doing their mission. But on the other hand, but it's like, like the they, mothership. It's they get treated like fucking royalty. They go talk to people and they get. I mean, I'm sure they get doors shut in their face, but no, because they have to be invited here in Utah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like they go into a house, they get dinner all the time. Yeah. Like it's got to be like yeah, and, ver- and, versus and Brazil. they're set up like totally. Yeah, like if 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 you're a missionary in Utah, you you know. Who's um who owns a restaurant whose son is serving a mission, and then you go for for shoot you go there and oh no it's it's on the house elders we, uh-huh. we we would want and 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 I never heard this but I've heard people tell me this um we would just want someone to do this for our son and out, outside of Utah they are, oh, oh yeah no 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 yeah yeah or daughter because because they can do that now yeah because my boss has a daughter on, that just left for her mission yeah she's yeah, in Arizona. Totally. Uh, no, yeah, they, outside they, the state of Utah, that's not the treatment. No, no, not even close. You're you're <laughs> like a you're like a J Dub outside the state of Utah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, ex- ex- except it's not just the weekends that you're bothering people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trent, it's been a pleasure talking to you. What? Uh, where, where's some places people can get a hold of you? Yeah. Um. Uh. As well, as sadly you guys can attest, I'm I'm not super responsive on the Facebook, um, <laughs> but I am fairly responsive on Twitter. Uh, at a part of him, um, and then all my contact stuff is at deathray.media. If you ever want to get a hold of me, I don't know why you would. Hey, thanks, <laughs> thanks for uh, talking to us, Trent. Oh, my so pleasure. Fun, Thank you guys. We'll see you around. See ya. No, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's uh, that's going to do it for the night. Thanks again, Trent, for for joining us. That was a, a fantastic conversation. You can catch him in two weeks at Comic Con. Yeah, he will be at Comic Con. Um, I can't believe Comic Con's in two weeks. <laughs> we haven't ticket yet. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have your ticket yet? No. 
<laughs> what the hell? You have a freaking high-end autograph. I know. Ticket yet? <laughs> Priorities. Um, I gotta get my cosplay done first. So you're just gonna not? You just gonna get it the day of, or? No, I'm going on. all three days. I gotta get a gold pass. Yeah. I got the gonna, sandals. We ordered ours as soon as we found out the girls weren't going. We're like, all right, we can do whatever we want. It's a lot cheaper when you're at half the cost. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Um, when they come out with the app, you can go and mark all the people that do cool panels. Make sure that you add Trent. Yeah, Trent, Trent always does really good panels for yes. sure. Um, and he's, he's one to go watch, uh, do panels. Um, yeah. So a lot of us will be there. I don't think Jeremy will. And obviously Jess will. So Bree and Jess and I will be there if you want to find us while you're there. Um, you can also get a hold of us. Uh, we'll, we'll post pictures of, of Jess on the on the thing so that you can find her easier. Because because <laughs> Chris and I will just what, be walking around looking like our everyday. I don't selves. cosplay every day. No, no, but I always wear do. the same shirt on Thursday. Maybe, maybe uh, what's his name? Elijah Wood is that the guy? The Hobbit guy? Yes. So maybe guy. he'll. Well, maybe He's he'll. The Hobbit guy. <laughs> well, maybe he'll. I mean, maybe this Frodo, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like I said, the Hobbit well, guy. So no, the Hobbit guy would not be him because it would be Bilbo Baggins. It would be Bilbo. Well, yeah. but I feel like he was in Lord of the Rings. So he was he's in more Bilbo's movies. little bitch nephew. All right. <laughs> he was in more movies. <laughs> but I'm just saying, maybe he'll come Plus up to me cuter. and comment on something yeah, I'm wearing, and I can maybe. totally blow him off because I have no fucking clue who he is. You nor do, do I care. Too. If you saw Elijah, would you at least think he was familiar looking? Because you'd be like, hey, maybe. we're the same size. Maybe. Oh wait, you and Billy Boyd are too. Yeah, Billy Boyd's about my height, mm-hmm. maybe a couple inches shorter. So is Elijah Wood. Which is crazy to think they were playing midgets, hobbits. They weren't playing oh, midgets. Hob- hobbits are like... We're not allowed like, to use that word on the show. Yes, midgets is <sighs> not hobbits, a... Hobbits are like <laughs> three and a half feet tall. Hey, what was it that Kenneth called me? He said that that was a Thor, a Thor dwarf. I don't know. You're right, though. I shouldn't use the word midget. It's pretty offensive. Yes. I had actually a really great um, conversation with Stephen Hatch about it. So. I actually read, Stephen Hatch posted a long thing on Facebook the other yeah, day. That I, I, I had him call me and we had a conversation about it. So I uh, About us? About me? About my use of the word? Yes. Really? No. But no, about the situation. Now. No, but no I, a local a local bar, and and I feel bad because we did talk about one a couple weeks ago. Um, but there's another local bar that was not the big like association that is in the U.S. Um, that was advertising midget wrestling, and a couple of people that are on my Facebook page um, went to bat for the for the cause, and it became a huge issue. And I just messaged Stephen and I said. Perhaps I'm missing something, but let's talk about this. And he's like, "Hey, just give me a call." And we talked for probably like thirty minutes about it. And that's really cool. Yeah, and his his even though so the Little People Association has came out with a statement. I don't remember how many years ago he said, um, just like basically saying, "Don't use that word." And basically, it's about education. Yeah. You know, people don't know any different. But Stephen's approach to this event was: these people are not insured. These people are not protected. Um, if so, because they have different uh, body stature and their bodies are built differently, it could cause paralysis if somebody's drunk and decide to just start picking somebody up and throwing them around. So Stephen took instead of being like, "Don't call them midgets," Stephen was like, "This is a safety issue," and I was like, "That was a much more logical way to approach <laughs> this yeah. conversation." So, anyways, in a roundabout, we don't use that word anymore. Okay, it's off my word list. Sweet. I knew I shouldn't have used it anyway. <laughs> It's one of those words. It's hard not to use sometimes. It is. Just like uh, you're not allowed to use the word donkey anymore. 
That's a different reason, though. And you can't say cracker, but I can because I have white friends. No, you can't. My brother uses that word all the time. I'm you like, know, you can't but I like do that. crackers. Do you know how many people they're tasty I've and met salty that, and that crunchy? Think the word cracker comes from we're white like a saltine cracker. Are you serious? Oh yeah, fucking people are stupid. They have no idea the origin of that word. My brother's probably one of them. Whip crackers, cracking whips at fucking slaves, yeah. or not fucking slaves, just slaves in general. Uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> you can find us. We have a new, a new. Uh, yeah, so uh, we can find us on Facebook, the New Utah Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. Please share your stuff uh, with us that you want us yeah. to share out. Share our stuff if you like it. Uh, we do a lot of local stuff, um, but uh, we have a new website. So we talked about it for a while. Uh, TheNewUtah.com is our website. So uh, it's not TheNewUtah.wordpress.com, though if you still go to that site, it will still work. Um, so, uh, yeah, come visit the new site. Come check it out. We've got our own domain. We're like big kids now. Uh, I'm a big kid now. Wearing our pull-ups and shit. In shit. Pull-ups. Fucking what a joke. I think pull-ups are the reason. <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing this out there. I know we're probably running into time here, but pull-ups are the reason kids don't get potty trained early enough. Period. It teaches kids to be fucking lazy. Because when I was getting potty trained, now I don't remember because it's too early for memories. And anyone that says they remember that is a fucking liar. But unless you get potty trained when you were five, which, which happens, which may be the case because you were wearing pull-ups from like three to five, and you only got potty trained so you could go to kindergarten. Um, but pull-ups make you lazy because you could take a dump in them and like, <laughs> whereas I had, I know for a fact because I ran into them later in life, plastic underwear. Remember those like shitty plastic underwear for, for kids that were being potty trained? Guess what? You shit or piss in those. Ugh, that's not a fun feeling. Well, it's not like you <laughs> piss in those. They're covers over regular panties er, and underwear so that your that's mom true. doesn't have to clean up the spot that you're sitting on on the yeah. couch well, or whatever. Oh, so there was supposed to be something under them? <laughs> yes. I don't what? know. I don't know that I had stuff he under them. He grew up in Wyoming, so. No, nah, not that little. That was Texas back then. Uh, yeah, no, you're, but, they're, they're, they're actually used for over the show. Yeah. They're also, actually used for, the year, by the way, they're actually mom. used for over the top of, yeah, they go of cloth diapers oh, and people use them over the top of panties and stuff like at night mostly when they're potty training their children. I'm telling you, peeing in underwear sucks. <laughs> peeing in a pull up. Fucking, you don't even notice. <laughs> don't even notice. It's a little bit heavier. But who cares? <laughs> it just makes kids lazy. It sags a little. It just makes kids lazy. Might as well just fucking stick them into pens as soon as they hit two. <laughs> Fuck it. If I, I swear to God, if I seek all I can think of, and I, and I know I probably have friends and maybe they listen to this show, but if you have a three year old that is not potty trained, you are a fucking failure as a parent. Wow, that's a hard stance. Three years old and they're not potty trained? How in the hell are they not potty trained by three? Is there really a, phys- a physical reason why they can't crap on schedule at three? Probably. Or is it just a laziness issue? Both. Um, crapping is probably a laziness thing. Peeing can be an issue where bladders do not catch up with children. Okay, I can get that, but they can still learn. And they're going to have accidents, but 
few people. But usually at night, and I. <laughs> but see, that's different. I don't know. You could be potty trained. My kids trained. were potty trained at one, and but that's what I'm saying. You could be potty, and this is from a parent who's never had little babies. I worked in a daycare for a long time, but that's a different deal. But I'm saying at night. I, I understand at night if you stick them in a freaking diaper like a pull-up. But when I see them walking around Walmart at 3 in the afternoon in a freaking pull-up and they look like they're four years old and they just got done breastfeeding, <laughs> that is a bad parent. <laughs> Do you not agree? I feel like I don't even know how we got into this topic. <laughs> this is weird. I don't know how we... How did we get to pull-ups? It was something this about pull-ups. Weird. And it just... I'm sorry. I apologize to our audience. <laughs> please, uh, please check Trent Hunsaker out on one of his many platforms. Uh, come visit us at uh, our new website, thenewutah.com, uh, or visit us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and uh, have, a, have a good week. Go to the state fair. It's fucking and starting. And wear a pull-up while you're there. Uh, go, go check out all of the fucking extreme pogo at the state fair. <gasps> you should wear your pull-up while you're doing extreme pogo in case you pogo your pee out. <laughs> Wow. Jesus.